0: In fact, yeah, there's one that I did a couple of years ago, and I loved it. Like the cast was awesome, the story, you know, I can kind of get behind the story because it can't all be as one-sided as some of the purveyors want to say. Some of the, it, 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 you know, it was a planned. It was a movie about Planned Parenthood, and if you've been to Walmart lately, you've seen this movie advertised and you've seen it uh, available in their DVD aisle. Um, I had a, a lot of problems with the way that the movie was filmed. Um, a lot of the pace of our, our days. And, um, you know, it's hard to say, it's hard to crap on Planned Parenthood. But, you know, there you, you know you've know got a movie that absolutely does it. Because the good guys, the bad guys, nobody's ever the good guys or the bad guys in these situations. It's just, it's amazing. i, I just say, watch that movie and then tell me what you think. Um, you know, come back at me about working on it, I was the on-set dresser. But then I'm just, a movie that I, uh, production designed a few years ago is being advertised heavily right now and I'm gonna go see it tonight, or tomorrow. Um, <laughs> it was called The Mustard Seed. And now it's called The Girl Who Believed in Miracles, which is a super corny name and it's gonna be a really, it's gonna be a really cutesy movie, I think. I don't know, it just depends on how it's, I, I, it just depends on the edit. But um, it's blowing up all over uh, Facebook right now. You know, so
1: talking about faith, let yeah. me get mush on you guys for a second. Mm-hmm. Got a little bit of my cavassier. Um, if you guys don't have faith friends, and liquor. no, it's just a little bit, just a little bit. <laughs> I had two little shotzies. It was just one of those things. It was like uh, I was thinking about it before we started like talking. I was like, man, if you don't have friends like Morales and Colin, you have fucked up. And the other thing is, I really,
0: <laughs> Thanks.
1: yeah, you guys, like, if you don't have, if, if you don't have a connection like that, there's something wrong with you. And the other thing is, is that, uh, I really appreciate the way you guys, uh, talk about your faith, by the way, uh, being a, uh, dyed in the wool fucking Wiccan. Um, sorry. Um, I really appreciate what you share with me and it, it really resonates in a lot of good light. And again, getting
0: a little mushy. Sorry, Morales.
2: Oh, you're good, dude. Freaking, we all got our things.
0: Yeah. <laughs> no, dude. I mean, yeah. I remember us being at uh, in New Orleans and encountering those those uh, those set, uh, street preachers. Set me the and it fuck was, off, dude. I've never seen you more angry, and I'm like, you know, I, I don't think that anybody down there was trying to be debaucherous. It was just a good time, and I th- I felt like I'd never been in a better crowd. You hear about all the danger and, uh, you know, evil that might be happening in New Orleans. I, I don't believe that anything bad could have happened in a WrestleMania crowd like that. It was just such frivolity and joy and camaraderie and like to have some people come down there and like evangelized so heavily. Ooh, I take, and I was I, like, dude, I'll, you know I'll take it personal. <laughs> I, I I went and I talked to those people, you know, and I, I, I know that there was there, you know, there's a town crier up on one soapbox and there's other guys. And I got to, I prayed with a dude and, you know, I'm like, look, you know, there's a reason why my buddy's upset and it's 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 personal reasons. But like it was it was interesting being in between there. And then I also find myself in between things during the protests last summer and it's just, I don't know. I find myself in the middle a whole lot trying to find trying to see everybody's pieces. I never want to come down on anybody for anything that they think or, or want to do, you know, no, but, were, uh, unless were, it's outright villainy.
1: It was outright. But, uh, it was outright villainy, man. Like it was a bunch of, you think that one was, it really was, man. Like Marla. So we're, we're, mm-hmm. we're in Bourbon street, you know, it's, it's, all right. it's, it's a day of former, uh, fucking mania. Um, mm-hmm. And I gotta tell you, Bourbon Street was way more fun than WrestleMania. By the way, um, probably, <laughs> I mean, dude, I, I've was
2: eight-hour WrestleManias. I totally get that,
1: dude. We had to sit there for seven hours, and um, we we were so hungover. We didn't like. We only bought beer to take the edge off. We were like, can't
0: drink. <laughs> can't. I remember feeling edgy, but then we got those cigars, and I was like, I perked up. Yeah,
1: we got some cigars. We got some big ass beers, but these fucking preachers are out there, like preaching at us that we're sinners and like listen you are ruining some one of the best moments like half that crowd is is going to remember this is one of the best moments of their life uh like you you, over here you hear everyone like screaming uh be elite and everyone hears be Mm -hmm. elite and if you're in a bullet club shirt um because it's pre you know AEW, uh you just flock to it and next thing you know you just made 800 friends and yeah, yeah you're, completely. you're posing with cops everyone's too sweeten and and i mean the cops didn't give a shit if you're drunk as long as you're being an dang. asshole it's out of control man. I, dude i wasn't even wearing a shirt i was just wearing that fucking vest i have with a hoodie and uh uh-huh. it had a flask on me we like we went to the hustler club
0: uh oh that was not a good idea yeah that was not a good <laughs> idea that, that, <laughs> that was where <laughs> everything went bad that, that's for a where, few minutes that's oh, where awesome. dude it, it, it everything went bad um so the line to the we fl- were doing chops in front of the cops. Yeah. In the middle of the street, to each other, and they were like, "Hey, man, as long as you're not hurting each other," and we're like, "Dude, we're hurting each other," and they were like, "As long as <laughs> you're not hurting anybody else." Yep. And they were like, <laughs> "We were like, cool, get pictures with us." Yeah. Like I don't, I don't even know what happened to those photos. I still have photos them. of us with I, the cops. I still have them. I cut
1: up my ex girlfriend. But like the, the the problem was we went to the Huster Club. And the line of the shitter was too long, and she was like convinced we were getting lap dances backstage. Uh, and how
0: would that even make any sense?
1: Yeah, <laughs> I even took yeah, her and showed yeah. her the line, and yeah,
0: even it didn't yeah. matter.
1: It didn't matter. It, it already happened yeah. in her head, and but and then we got ki- I got I got kicked out of the fucking supercar to honor. <laughs>
0: Oh, my God. Yep. For getting lap dances
1: in
2: the back?
0: No, because... <laughs> For getting lap dances from the, from, from the from, what? From the I opening know, match. From the, ho- from the opening match, guys. <laughs> yeah, from Pentagon. <laughs> uh, do
2: we, we, um... <laughs> dude, I've I worked a show at Pentagon. I could totally see that happening. Oh, dude. Did you give did... a lap dance? Mm-hmm. <laughs> did, did you see him without his mask? Dude, yeah. Oh, there you uh, go. It's, I'm not doing freaking... It kills the magic. I'm not going to lie oh he got a lot of pimples uh, and
0: shit yeah dude freaking just just aw.
2: <laughs> yeah i get re- that i can't even see the, like even like the little bit you see him, every now and then you'll see him with the uh with the mask without the paint and yeah and that's just like oh it's just not the same
0: Or uh
2: Penta's such a he's such a production guy Like, there's so much that goes into making him penta like it just freaking like seeing him without even part of it's just like dude what, what is he, like, 5'2"? He always five, you out of reality. What is he, 5'2", 5'3"? He's, he's, like, he's, like, my height.
1: That's not that's not short at all.
2: Eh, it's not, it's not huge, though. I mean, for a Mexican guy, but still.
1: Yeah, but for a Lucha, what like, not. Finished.
2: Like, I, I worked a show. It was actually him. It was him. It was all the guys from freaking tonight's episode of Dynamite. It was uh, him, Ray Phoenix, and Laredo Kid in the Triple Threat at, like, a random Lucha show at uh, a Tammy's up in Denver. Mm was like, shade it was cool
1: was shade there
2: no this is way before her she came along
1: yeah i remember hearing a uh, shade and uh another person on the name talking about seeing his mask and i was like i just wanted to meet the guy man because like, i think the most i've ever seen of his face is uh the uh that match between him and vampiro on lucha
0: underground when like shit got real oh yeah Hey, who did we run into out on the street? Was it flat, Was it Flip or was it uh, Juice? We ran into Juice. Juice. We ran into Juice Robinson and um, mm-hmm.
1: um what's it? Rocky Romero.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And, and it, we weren't supposed to see them together, right?
1: No, no. The thing was, okay, so we're, we're we we parked to get some food, Morales, and uh we're mm-hmm. in a crowd right outside the Sheridan, and uh you know where like the the big like con was going on, and um, yeah. Like, Juice was so unknown at the time. He was just, like, looking around, like, trying to figure out where he was going. And, I, and like, I was in the mid-sentence talking to Colin. I'm like, oh, my God. It just went, like, Miss Robinson, so nice to <laughs> meet you. And and uh, Ashley, my girlfriend at the time, and, like, who the like, she knew who she was, but who he was, but uh, Colin didn't because he, he wasn't watching New Japan. And, oh, nice to meet you, man. like, just want to know, love everything you're doing. And then we went and ate and we're leaving. I'm like, man, we should ask for some photos. And right then we saw them down the street. And I was like, and Ashley was, is that Juice? And I was like, and that's Rocky Romero. And we went right up to went right, <laughs> went right up to him, and they had like their manager with them. Like, hey, can we get some photos? And like, man, I just like, uh, um, like, yeah, of course. And and Rocky was like, that's a kick ass Bullet Club vest. Where'd you buy that? I'm like, I made this shit. And uh, <laughs> and uh, like, let because the some photos. We're about to pose. And and Juice was like, whoa, 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 Japanese kayfabe, can't be in the picture, bro. We can do individual. And oh yeah, abs- absolutely. Oh, that's awesome. Absolutely. Yeah. Nice. Absolutely. Japanese cafe. Absolutely, Mr. Juice. I we understand completely. We took a photo with Juice and uh and we took a photo with Rocky and like we walk away and uh Ashley was like I touched his dress and I'm like dude, I totally got a boner touching his dress. <laughs> <laughs> touching his like, He was dude. super cool. Oh, they were they, they they were super cool. Like it was it was it was special. They they made us feel special. And, um, one of the things that, because you, you haven't really, you've never hung out with Morales, but one of the things about Morales is, and I'm going to talk about you like you're not here, um, is that Kay, <laughs> Kay, right? Kayfabe and storyline is one of, and of course, protecting, protecting the boys are like constantly in his mind, like this, like violent vibration. And, mm-hmm. and he would have, he would have popped so hard for that man. Like in, 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 and also making sure the fans feel special. Uh, they made like Colin. If, if if I may make the assumption, they made
0: us feel like a million bucks. Oh, they really did. They they were like, dude, you you know who I am, so I'm going to pay attention to you. And that's what you're saying is like, you know, he's in Japan and he's got all that time. He's got time with WWE. He's got time with CSW or um uh, CZW, and uh, he's got he's got time with a lot of places in the U.S. And it's it's over the course of his career. But he's a young guy. He's only like 31. So this this would have been when he was still in his 20s. He's he was developing, but he had it. he had his own presence. He had his own character. People might know him, but uh, especially when wrestling is in town because it was Supercard one night at wrestlemania the next so of course you're going to run into people on the street who know who you are but that didn't deter him he was like dude i know i'm not john cena i know i'm not kenny omega like dude, i know you know uh, I'm, I'm not i'm not a household i'm not a name like a household name i appreciate that you know who i am i i so he was they were absolutely awesome I popped more. I would have
1: popped more for meeting Juice than Cena any day of the week, man. Especially after uh, Morales. Are you familiar with uh, how his transition to Japan went?
2: Yeah, they started out as a, he went and did the young boy system and all that. Yeah, they offered yeah, him. I guess it was his choice to do it.
1: They, yeah, exactly. They offered him main roster, and he's like, "No, nah, not uh, gonna." Like, I, I love, I love watching the old footage of. Uh, um, I, I believe it was uh, AJ and uh, Shinsuke. Mm. and and you see juice and you see uh and um what's his name? British guy. Right. No, uh Australian guy. New Zealand guy. Oh, Jay
2: White. Yeah. Jay White.
1: Jay White picking his ass up, putting the the ice pack on his face and I was like, "Man, look at these guys putting the fucking work in." And that is That's awesome. Th- like the like the his devotion to the craft uh and that's that's th- you know, there's been a lot of heat from uh People don't understand that taking care of the boys is the big fucking deal. And we can't sign off on people untrained. And it's one of those things that we've gotten some heat from.
0: And they're going to learn. That makes sense, I've I, I had
2: heat for way stupider shit, so I don't even care.
0: <laughs> Dude, that's the thing. I appreciate about that. Because you have to take your entire reputation and your entire life in your hands when you're endangering yourself by activating the probability of liability and like, Perfect. I can't even imagine what it's like. Like I want to teach Taekwondo probability and of I'm, liability. I love the that probability phrase. of liability. There's gotta be a formula. Like there's gotta be a way to apply uh, numerical values to a variety of different aspects, thus precluding this is too much danger. This is an acceptable risk or whatever. Cause there's like, 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 I say, there's, there's never any safe. There's only safer. And I say that to people at work all the time, you know, you can, you can use a power tool, you can use a cutting blade, you can carry something improperly. Dude, I fell and wrecked one of my shins at the beginning of the second week of the job I did um, in uh, at the end of last year. And it's like, I don't feel like I was doing anything unsafe. But that's what I'm saying. You can injure yourself. You can hurt yourself. Somebody can die. At the end of that job, I had a man die in my arms. And then literally uh, this last job. Huh? Yeah, literally happened. Uh, there was nothing anybody could do. There was nothing any of us could do to help. That was an internal.
1: Like an official, like uh, have our own official shirts. we is going to say you're not wrong.
2: You're not Man, you put, on the back of it, like I said, like comic books, shit talking, and my chemical romance. <laughs>
0: yeah, I'm not gonna cover it this week, but uh, uh, the fa- lives of the, the true lives of the fabulous Killjoys national anthem number six was the great. Gerard Way, dude. If you're reading that, if you're not reading that, it's it's awesome. That book is amazing. I know I covered the first couple of issues months ago and uh i am not missing this it is so good i, just, I can't wait for it to be in trade i just wish Clunan was still doing it but yeah we gotta this i sounds... do too i really do i'm not gonna say that the art I, I i love the art in this it's just you know it's that pairing of gerard and uh um and becky Clunan is really wonderful oh, Clinton, but, Clinton, um, clinton's is my favorite man
1: uh but let's yeah, um, she's, uh... she's astonishing I'm gonna sound segue. off. I'm gonna sound off on the comics this month, uh, this week. Uh, Morbius, Bond of Blood, number one. Star Wars, number twelve. Uh, you're gonna talk about the new Darker, uh, Darkhawk, number one coming up. Jojo Snake Eyes, mm-hmm. the origin reprint, reprint twenty six and twenty seven from nineteen eighty four. Cable, number nine. Batman. Uh, no, I'm not gonna do Batman. Superman number sixteen. I, don't, I didn't really like that one that much. Uh, uh, what was it? New Team New uh, T Titans Academy, number one. And I'm going to briefly touch on Spider-Man, but I want to kick this off with Alien and uh, go on a rant because I am so fucking pissed off and torn about this that Dark Horse lost another license to fucking Marvel. And it it, it drives me nuts because, like, yeah, everyone popped like a motherfucker when uh, Dark Horse lost the license to Star Wars and, you know, Disney bought it with Marvel, the, yeah. you know, the, big, the big acquisition, and it immediately everything that we knew as canon for decades was all of a sudden up in the air. And mm. they're they're they they they're cherry picking now. Like if you're if you're watching the Mandalorian, they're cherry picking the characters, which is fine because the Mandalorian's well written, kick ass. But there's some things that we believed in and that and the the rug got pulled out from under under us and I hope they didn't do that with Alien. This alien uh, issue number one let me pull this up here um, the, the art the artwork was phenomenal gentlemen I mean absolutely just gorgeous uh, obviously really digital I mean like made, made the xenomorph really shiny and come on where are you there you are beautiful cover we start out with a uh, a bad nightmare that a general is having and he's talking to Bishop. He's not talking to the bishop. He's talking to a bishop, and it's his therapist. And he's 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 being forced into retirement for some particular reason. And you know they're they're giving him his big you know send off home. And he's telling jokes his retirement speech. You ever been to a military uh, retirement? You know that uh, you know the, the the inductee is you know tells a couple jokes. He gets a bunch of presents, and uh, we flash forward to he's back on Earth, and we see two people outside his home. It's a uh, a blonde woman like hey it's it's in his it's we know for certain it's in his night dresser drawer, just get in there get out and get it. We think the passwords still work, and he's like fine. And uh, it's it's the general's son, and he's he his send off speech was I just want to spend more time with my boy. And hey, what's going on, dad? And you know he's you he, hey good to see you he's, big hug Danny, dad hey dad. And uh, immediately a fight <laughs> breaks out. A fight breaks out. Like, fuck you. Like, you. Don't tell me you're one of those fucking rebel shitheads. Like, you, like they kind of incorporate, incorporate uh, what's going on now. Um, you know, the political environment. And uh, i got to take a piss. And uh, he's thinking, like, talk to my boy, talk to my boy. And he's, he's flashbacking on his greatest crew. And, uh, but still the flashes of the aliens and, and the fight. And hey, where were you? Uh, I thought you said you used bathroom. Oh, I saw a picture of mom. And your fight mm-hmm. breaks out. Fight breaks out. Uh, the uh, the Wayland. Uh, what is it? The Wayland Utani. Wayland Utani like uh, a disk drive. Like he basically stole a hard drive or or a key card. Oh, you got it, baby. You got it. Yeah, he was only in there for like 12 minutes. He's having flashbacks of being in an alien like a uh, and um. Not the cocoon, but the uh in the hive. You know when they like store them And uh while while they're, you know laying more eggs to impregnate and we've got this guy yeah. freaking out like I wasn't supposed to be here. They pulled my they pulled my uh my vacation. It should have been this other guy dying and, and, and he's back in the office talking to another bishop that is using the uh downloaded memories of the other bishop. Uh, from from space, you know his new therapist. Like, hey, maybe maybe uh, I'd be more comfortable if I could talk like him. Or you want me to like, you want me to get the the same model bishop? Like, what do you want? And he's like, uh, did you did you tell your boy? He's like, it was a shit show. Um, he immediately freaked out on me, and he's like, does he know you're dying? And he keeps having these flashback scenes of seeing, mm-hmm. like, not flashback scenes, but like premonitions, and. We see the the space station where his son and his rebel girlfriend, with their rebel friends, infiltrate and start murdering people to uh, find something. They're looking to destroy some like uh, information archives. And but instead of finding information archives, they find an orbiting space station that has uh, I want to say one two three 4, five six seven 8, nine ten uh, uh, aliens in in, uh, in stasis uh, ones that are uh, in mid development after being born uh, they've got some actual face huggers and there's a room they can't get into and one of the scientists comes and you shouldn't be here and they immediately execute her while she well before she they put a, a shotgun to her face she initiates lockdown and uh, they are able to open the uh, the door they couldn't open and you hear a a, a thunk, thump, and a scree, and uh, they had a queen. I know it's a queen.
0: Oh, it's always going to be a queen. They've
1: got a queen, and they are now on full lockdown, and the uh, teaser cover is the dad in uh, suspended animation with, you know, a alien face over his shirt like he might be impregnated that sort of thing like he's gonna go this is a rescue mission and I'm really psyched to see a story where a dad is like a little bit more than just Ripley in peril not that she was ever in peril Mm -hmm. she was Mm -hmm. never a damsel in distress forgive me if I made that insinuation it's a dad on a rescue mission and this place is infested and this is the worst case scenario uh, Wayland's got w- w- Wayland. What? I always forget the last part. Yutani? And yeah, Yutani. Yutani. It's orbiting Earth. Is it gateway station? It's a gateway station, and okay, it, it it's happening. The artwork was phenomenal, man. I'm talking the every every. It wasn't a talking head issue, not in the least bit. It was full on. You get like. You, you know, when you're watching Alien. It takes a solid hour for the dread starts kicking in, and like you know, <laughs> kind of yeah. In, in, in game over. No, this happened fast, and his premonitions of uh, saving his son are about to come 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 to the really real. And I just hope they don't rewrite anything they did in, in anything they did in Dark Horse. Just just don't disrespect
0: us like that. Like we were so invested don 't rewrite, just keep going yeah, yeah. yeah, just let it be what it has been. I mean, just I, I think that 's the thing if if Marvel 's done anything right with any of its licenses it picked up from somewhere else it 's like look at the incredible or look at Hulk and then incredible Hulk yeah they didn 't blow off two thousand and four Hulk they just didn 't do anything with it, right, but they didn 't eradicate it and now because we were I asked you when you said you were going to do this comic. Uh, you know, you didn't know how they got the license. And I I say it's because Disney acquired Fox, which means they got the license back. It's the same thing they did with with, uh, Star Wars, like you say. So, you know, it's a matter of time before Disney acquires, I don't know, (laughs) like everything else. And suddenly we, you know, Marvel is the remaining thing. Like at this point, I wouldn't be surprised if they... If Disney eventually gets Warner Brothers, like huh. that would be <laughs> I mean, we're, we're we're looking at like an antitrust at that point. But um uh you know, they got they got it that way. If if Marvel can do anything right, it's like, you know, hey, don't it's just the same thing. They've get Fox they've got the Fox license, so they've got X Men. So now they can do X Men movies. Just don't overwrite the preceding X Men. But I, I think they probably will. They'll, they'll, it'll be the whole new cast, and I mean the new mutants. I don't know any. I, I haven't heard anybody talking about that. Morales. It's not like movie. it used to be where you. I actually
2: you really enjoyed it. Yeah. You
0: liked it? Okay, cool. I, I didn't I mind somebody. it at all. I
2: thought it was really good. It was, it was totally a standalone piece, but it's good stuff.
0: Okay, awesome, good. I'm glad to hear that. Like I, I, I it's not like the old days where you go to the store and you run into some randos and you run into two or three people that you knew. Uh, you know we're just not living in that world right now, and then word of mouth gets out about all of that stuff. Like, I'm starting to see products show up for for licenses that I'm like, why is this happening? And then I'm like, oh yeah, uh, there's a Ghostbusters movie coming out, so they're they're pushing real Ghostbusters toys re-release and stuff like that for a whole new generations. Dude, dude, we and, were we were
1: at Walmart today. The they had a on trap oh yeah yeah yeah! yeah i saw yeah.
0: pke meters like crazy today at one walmart yeah
1: i'm, a, I'm about to because i bought all the four and uh but I'm a, my trap was the trap i got at a yard sale uh it had the, the handle was broken off but i still had a trap uh-huh. god damn it
0: <laughs> I, still ha- I, still- I never had any of that stuff i never saw any um like Role play toys for Ghostbusters when I was a kid, except when somebody would show up in their homemade costume for Halloween at elementary school. I remember a kid named Ron Shirley had a had a legit proton pack. Fuck that! And kid. I was bowled over at how awesome that was. Fuck he was a good kid. kid. I never I never had an issue with him. He was yeah, good. no,
1: he's a fucking asshole because he had a proton pack. And you did? Oh come on!
0: <laughs> hey, his parents knew what he wanted, and they they got on faster than. You know, you know how long it took me to get a Storm Shadow action figure. No. My dad had people looking all over Northern Virginia and Maryland that he worked with, and uh, somebody eventually found one for for me and gave it to my dad. That's that's that's, that's love, love right dude. there. That is love. That
1: that is love, <laughs> dude. My mom is. I'm 38 years old. And my mom will still call me from a Walmart and be like, "What? What?" Oh, wrestling <laughs> toys are you looking for? I'm in the toy section. I want a
0: Matt Hardy. And tell her I want a Matt Hardy. I'll find you your Matt Hardy,
1: man.
2: <laughs> that's why God invented okay. eBay.
0: <laughs> there you go, eBay, man. The devil. That's, how I, got, uh, that's how I got my... Uh, uh, recently, I got my last command in Dark Force Rising West End Games D6 Star Wars role-playing game source books. eBay.
2: Nice. Yeah, I didn't I remember growing up all I wanted was uh Zombies eat, ate my neighbors for the uh Sega Genesis. Holy I shit. didn't get that, I didn't get that game till I was 37 years old. That game is worth so much
1: fucking money right
2: now. Yeah. Not to freaking mention... my wife got my wife got me a freaking Genesis for freaking Christmas a couple years ago and it came with like 80 games on it. First thing I did was went out and like bought like t- freaking 18 different <laughs> games. That weren't know. on the console. I think the only thing they had on there that I really wanted was like they had all three Streets of Rages. Hell yeah! Um, the first two or three Mortal Kombat's, and they had like all the old Sonics on it.
0: Mm. I know what to get you. I'm ready. debating paying fifty bucks for a uh, power connector for my Atari 7800 oh. because they are just not out there, and you're like I can only find them for so much online. Or there's all these people who are trying to tell you how to become an amateur electro- electrics electrics, uh, or uh, an amateur electrician, and like, yeah, you do can make yourself. your own power adapter and whatever. And I'm like, Dude, do it I don't yourself. where's that. the worst that could happen?
2: Calling
1: yeah. you, I'm getting, I'm, uh, calling your birthday is like what, April twenty something? Twenty fifth, yeah. <clears throat> Morales, when's your birthday?
2: Oh, that's October, October first.
1: I'm getting, oh, yeah. I'm getting you both some Raspberry one I'm getting
2: you both some Raspberry Pi's. Everything you packs.
1: Uh, if they, I'll get your protein pack too. But the thing about Raspberry Pi, <laughs> I got it from a homegirl uh, a couple couple of years ago for her and her son. Uh, raspberry Pi, they build it. It's it's um, it's an emulator. They this dude on eBay sells them for like dirt cheap and it oh i
0: know like, what you're saying yeah it, totally it, uh-huh.
1: like the interface is gorgeous i'm, I'm like it, it takes like two minutes to start up but uh, you can either get the uh spend the extra 10 bucks for the wireless controllers you can either spring for the genesis controllers or the super nintendo controllers or yeah and yeah or if there, there's two versions there's like the first version is uh, first video game ever and all of all arcade games all the way up to every system before the 64 and then Mm -hmm. the second version is 64 up until uh playstation 2 and but we're talking every like we're talking uh pro series we're talking neo geo we're talking links uh every game boy (laughs) advance game every super nintendo game every any (laughs) any any, yeah every the the they even put bootleg versions on it. They, they, like you remember that, uh, uh, remember that Terminator Two game from the arcade back in the early nineties, where it was just the two- oh, oh,
0: that was awesome. With the with yeah. the
1: with the two Uzis, that motherfucker was
0: mm-hmm. on there. Um, I like the uh aliens that had the the same guns. Oh, mm-hmm. dude,
1: that game, dude, that, they got that here in Minotaur Springs, man.
0: Oh, sweet, really? Yep. Oh, dude, I would kill to play that again.
1: They also got a yeah,
0: Speaking of speaking of Matt Hardy, he's doing a cameo right now. I don't know if you guys know what that is, but uh I'm like linked to his webpage and my phone tells me when he's doing cameos. Dude, <laughs> dude we're in the wrestling business. He's probably doing a cameo to
2: Rob Ryzen right now.
1: Oh <laughs> worth it. Hill Ryzen.
2: Oh man.
0: All right, what you guys got next? Who's going first? I segwayed into almost all of my stuff. The possibility for segue points, dude. Give us some. Give us some. So fucking, there. Give us some GI
1: Joe, man.
0: All right. Yeah, that's the one I did. I did segue. I did say Storm Shadow. Okay. So here we go. This is. Uh, I'm going to talk about this for a few minutes here. Um, IDW has the license for GI Joe these days. However, Marvel was the original license for the GI Joe comic books. And so if you ever watched G.I. Joe or ever read the little file cards on the back of the action figures, they were written by Larry Hama. Hell yeah. Both of these things written, written by Larry Hama. He approached, uh, he approached Marvel in, I think, like 79 or something and said, hey, I got an idea for, uh, you know, S.H.I.E.L.D., like Nick Fury, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. And, uh, you know, this uh, it would be S.H.I.E.L.D. versus Hydra and all this stuff. And they were like, yeah, we got, we got something in the line for that. So maybe you can do something different. So he got the, he got a license. They went through Hasbro wanted to do a, do a licensed comic book for and their cartoon series for their new GI Joe line. And Larry Hama started writing GI Joe. Um, and so the, the business was that uh, I, sorry, I'm playing with my levels here. There we go. So, They had the license for all these years. I don't know why it lapsed necessarily, except that the initial three and three-quarter inch action figure line was more or less discontinued, but at the same time, it came back hard. The key to all of this is that Marvel had the license, and what I'm holding in my hand is a reprint of... Oh, I had it earlier. I totally forgot which ones it was. G.I. Joe number 26 and 27, I believe. The preceding issue introduces Zartan. Um, There's a whole situation where there are some Joes wandering through the swamp in the Everglades, and they're trying to figure out what's going on with Zartan. Destro, Cobra Commander, the Baroness, they're all there, and they're dealing with uh, Mutt and Junkyard. I don't know if you guys remember that, but you had one of the animal handlers. He had a... I had uh, had, had Junkyard. I had
1: Junkyard, for sure. Yeah, yeah,
0: Junkyard? Okay. So, uh... They're dealing with those characters at the same time back at the new pit, uh, G.I. Joe headquarters, which is hidden underground in uh, New Jersey. Um... <laughs> <laughs> Whoa, somebody just leveled up. Uh, the, uh, the They're back at the pit, and Hawk and Stalker and Scarlet and uh, some other characters are trying to figure out what's going on with Snake Eyes right now. And... And uh, Stalker worked with... What I'm getting at, this is the origin of Snake Eyes, guys. That's what this amounts to. Snake Eyes has been a character since the first issues, but no one has ever delved into his backstory. And in issue 24, the infamous silent issue, Storm Shadow was introduced. Yes, sir. And he was the Cobra Ninja. And the secret at the end of that is that the bands on his arms get slashed, and you see a tattoo... Uh, and it's the same tattoo that Snake Eyes has on his forearm that you see because the sleeve of his uniform gets cut open in that. And so that's meant to lead you to wonder what the heck it is that's going on between these two. So in this origin story, you've got the stuff that's going on with some Joes, you get the stuff that's going on with other Joes, and one Joe will talk about Snake Eyes, will tell his story, and then the next one will pick up their part of the story, which happens a little bit later. And then Scarlett picks up her story and and tells a little bit more leading closer and closer to now in the story, 1984. This is a gimmick that I utilized writing my novel. So that's a, that's a trick that I took from, from Larry Hama. Um, Basically, snake eyes is doing things around uh spanish harlem he en- he has encountered a man called the soft master who is running like a little bodega there like a little grocery store yeah and of course snake eyes doesn't talk so the soft master is recounting what he knows snake eyes story to be to him while simultaneously getting information from him silently, asking him, he's asking him questions or he's suggesting things. Right. And you get this backstory through this one-sided conversation. So this is very masterful writing because how do you write the internal monologue of a character who does not speak? This is it right here. So we get Stalker's side of the story. They were in Vietnam, Stalker, Snake Eyes, and a boy named Tommy Arashikage, a Japanese-American, were all part of a long-range recon patrol mission. And later we find out that a Crimson Guardsman, a guy who became a Crimson Guardsman named, uh, called Fred Seven, was part of their unit. Tommy used a an bow and arrow on some Viet Cong, the VC, I'm just going to call them VC, as the uh you know en- uh, enemy combatant soldiers in the Vietnam conflict.
1: Yeah, no harm in that. He
0: uses a bow and arrow and everyone thinks that it's crazy that he uses this thing. These are the only guys left out of their unit. And Snake Eyes has this photograph of his twin sister that he carries around all the time. And as long as no- he believes that as long as nothing happens to this photograph, uh nothing bad will happen to her. Well, Snake Eyes and and uh Tommy Arashicage have been their best buddies and they're talking to one another all the time. Uh and they're going in to get picked up. They're at their landing zone. And I love that Larry Hama uses loads of legit military vernacular from the time period. Well he he's did, talking he, he did he did serve in the Vietnam oh, War. He absolutely did. He was he was heavy duty. understanding of that conflict that it just seemed like kids were everywhere so snake eyes got gunned down tommy went back and rescued him uh then we skip ahead and it's at the end of snake eyes tour he recovers from his wounds and he's being sent home hawk a lowly lieutenant, this is General Hawk, that you might remember the action figure in the ser- Series 2 of uh, G.I. Joe. He was sent to find Snake Eyes at the airport and revealed to him, unfortunately, that his sister was killed in a car wreck oh by a burned-out veteran who was drunk wow. when, he, when he wrecked into them. So, and he feels terrible about this because he knows that when he got shot, the photograph of his sister has a bullet hole in it. So he blames himself. Simultaneously we start to see the the softmaster telling Snake Eyes you're here for this arrow and it has the Arashikage clan tattoo on it the one that Storm Shadow and Snake Eyes both have right because being being a listless orphaned familyless veteran in America didn't serve Snake Eyes very well so he followed Tommy to Japan to join the family business they're a ninja clan. Awesome. So this is that's awesome. that's where the bow and arrow comes in. That's this is amazing. You have to read this. So uh you know that killer issue of Wolverine when he is uh in in Japan and he has to get and Wolverine has to get in that sword fight and it's that four-panel thing, yeah, and you just see it. The same thing is presented here in a sword fight of training between Snake Eyes and Storm Shadow. It's a five-panel thing. The, The Soft Master and his brother, the Hard Master, are watching this sword fight, and they're both talking about the proficiencies of Snake Eyes and Storm Shadow. Storm Shadow is an astonishing swordsman, but he's way better with archery, and Snake Eyes is a perfect swordsman. And because he is a gaijin and an outsider to Japan, though he is a better choice for the family to select as the new head of their family, he will not take the position because it is Tommy's birthright. This and so is awesome. he lets his sleeve get cut in the fight. This is the brotherhood that is shared between these. The crazy thing is that Storm Shadow has developed... This is Tommy Arashikage, by the way. I don't know if I said that. The guy that was in Vietnam, Tommy Arashikage. This is the Arashikage clan. Storm Shadow is Tommy. Um, Tommy has developed a ninja technique called the ear that sees. And it is the ability to hear the innate movements and breathing and heartbeat of a person on the other side of walls and the only way that he can hone this technique is to kill he has to shoot his arrows through solid walls through paper walls and actually kill squirrels and kill other animals and snake eyes finds this abhorrent after all the things that they've done of course so the night that the, of course so the hard, the hard ma- the night that the hard master asks snake eyes do you want to be the leader of our family uh he re- he says he says no and at that moment he says the, the what you need to do is you need... somebody else's breathing like circulation. Uh, respiration and all of these things and he says like you need to be able to figure this out too at that moment an arrow comes through and kills the hard master and it's one of tommy's arrows so of course snake eyes steals steals out into the night to try to find storm shadow and the soft master believes that his brother was murdered by his nephew
1: right and this is this is completely
0: different from what happened in the movie Oh, totally, man. I would not pay – like, those, those Those two movies have literally nothing to do with any of this. If they made a movie just about this as a launch-off point for a G.I. Joe story movie, people would be like, this is just this kick-ass ninja movie. If they made G.I. Joe at the end, it would just be incredible. You know yeah. what I mean? So all of this is going down. You know, Snake Eyes chases Storm Shadow, can't find him. He eventually leaves Japan, thinking he's a failure. He goes and he uh, fi- he, he goes and he lives in a cabin in the High Sierras, and he befriends his wolf. And uh, then the Joe team is being formed in the uh, early to mid seventies. So uh, Hawk and Stalker go out to try to pick him up and ask him to join the Joe team, and he's like, "Yeah, okay, I'll do it." So. He's he's there watching Scarlet train the Joes one day, and she manages to almost knock out one of the dudes. I think it's Clutch, the uh, amp or the uh, uh, one of the drivers. And so, in an effort to help her not look like it's a one-off, Snake Eyes takes a hit and lets her do a throw. And she's like, "You're full of crap. I know you're way better at this." So they go out more or less on a date, and he tells her. All about his sister and he tells her all about his life in japan he's talking and then they're forced to go they need huh he's talking oh he talks he can talk to scarlet we're not seeing the benefit of his voice we're hearing scarlet recount this tale so these are visualized flashbacks and so then the joe team is sent in as delta force into the into the desert in iran during the iran uh, hostage crisis these are the, that that's the that's the license with history that they took with this.
1: Not an the easy thing. The two have going to, Huey to go into
0: the desert. Oh, sorry, say not, it again.
1: Not an easy thing to accomplish. You can't just do Iran Contra and you No, know, you can't. Oh, it's not
0: an Iran Contra. That's in the 80s. That's totally different. This is uh this is the the Iran hostage crisis uh oh, my bad, my bad. that um Not at all. You know, the Delta Force went in the uh, air intakes on the helicopters took in too much sand. One of the one of the helicopters kind of wrecked into the other one, and it was a terrible moment in the presidential presidency of Jimmy Carter. Uh, so what they what they're depicting in this is that the Joe team was that Delta Force. The helicopter crashed into the other one. Snake Eyes tried to rescue Scarlet, and got his face burned off. Oh shit! And his vocal cords are destroyed. So that's why oh, wow. that's why you never ever see his face because this it's, is, it's a model this destroyed thing. This is incredible. This is incredible. Scarlet, was willing to leave the military to be with Snake Eyes because of his bravery and his his honor and the way he has he'd always treated her, and, but he he walked away from it. He said, "I'm not," you know. He he didn't say anything, but he would not. He would not be with her that way because he felt like an, a destroyed person again. So, at the end of these two issues, Snake Eyes is with the Soft Master and um, Storm Shadow appears and he's there to get that arrow back. Because I you know much later, Storm Shadow is trying to figure out if there's any evidence on the arrow that could lead to the actual killer of the Hard Master. That storm shadow did not kill the hardmaster in an effort to he was trying to kill snake eyes whoever it was that killed the hardmaster was using the technique but they were using technology because they weren't a ninja that good exactly. but they had the arrow that Snow, storm shadow shot and killed a squirrel with earlier in the issue, and that's what they were trying to kill Snake Eyes with. What Snake Eyes didn't know was that when he was murdered, he was emulating the respiration and circulation of Snake Eyes. So he, Snake Eyes was the intended target. Wow. This, the this, the this, arrow is absconded with. This is inten- it's so much, isn't it? This, this is two issues this, of this, one series.
1: This completely shits on what the what happened in... The movies and and Tony, uh, one time we tried to do a, a, a minefields where we started talking about GI Joe. We talked about GI Joe for two hours. <laughs>
0: um, we're, we're well, the, I can or, go on and on. We're, we're, I'll, that, we're that obsessed with GI I Joe. Say here, GI Joe, this is it. Like I grew up with the action figures and I loved it, and mm. I love the personalities that Larry Hammer wrote into all of those file cards. And then, of course, I loved the cartoon show. And it's a great show. But when I started collecting these comics in uh, the late 90s, from like 1996 through 2000, I became obsessed with G.I. Joe because there was a much more grown up story with real military stuff in it, real government and geopolitics. Cobra went from being a terrorist organization to a constitutional monarchy that had to be recognized by the United States government and because they had Serpentor who was their uh was their el- basically their elected leader after they ousted Cobra Commander and then Cobra Commander spends the rest of the next 50 issues trying to find a way to re ingratiate himself into Cobra or take over again so you've got the Cobra civil war over issues uh over uh, I think it's issues like right around 75, and uh, it. And then you find out who that burned-out vet was who who killed uh, Snake Eyes' family, and then you find out how that pertains back to Snake Eyes through Cobra Commander, let alone what happens between the Baroness and Snake Eyes because of her, di- her killed brother during the Tet Offensive in Vietnam. Dude, it goes on and on and on until Larry Hama leaves the series in, like, oh, I don't know, issue... One hundred something or another. Wasn't he and ou- then wasn't he, he ousted? comes back for like last
1: year. Huh? Wasn't
0: he ousted from Gio Joe? Sorry, Sega.
1: Wasn't he ousted from Joe? You no, know, he left.
0: He did. He just. I don't think he was. I think he just was like, dude. I've written as much as I can about this, and I think that they're shutting down. You know, it's basically. It was always an advertisement for a toy line that he lent this astonishing credibility to, but then on the other end. When they're introducing countless new G.I. Joes all the time, and he's being asked to come up with a cohesive story for 300 characters, there are characters, you know, like they were constantly sending, getting letters from people who are like, What are you going to do something with Flint? What are you going to do something with rock and roll? Whatever happened to Breaker? Whatever happened to uh, Major Blood? How come all these characters just never appear in this book? And it's like, you would have to have been writing six different G.I. Joe titles to be able to portray all of those characters. So it's one of my favorite things that I've got. I have all 155 issues of Marvel G.I. Joe, uh, and I still bought this reprint. And even then, earlier this year, there was that, and we covered it, there was a, uh, a reprint of the famous issue 24, the silent issue, and uh, there was a uh, like a re a redux of it printed in there as well. So I mean, this has just been it's been awesome to reconnect with this. And uh, I gotta say, if you can find a copy of this, it is so worth your five bucks. This is two of the best issues of G- Marvel GI Joe reprinted for IDW. IDW they don't f around.
1: No, dude. No, Marlon. <laughs> <I did. laughs> Dude, that like everything they do is fucking gold, So You got any uh, thoughts on G.I. Joe from
2: this? Nah, I haven't really, never really read too many G.I. Joe comics growing up. Kind of think I might have to give that one a go. Then shoot, it sounded really interesting.
0: I would legitimately suggest go to go to go to your uh, local store, see if they have some the Marvel collection. Just get like volume one, the first issue is like double sized and it is about the joe team being asked to go rescue a pacifist um conscientious conscientious objector uh like just this this um, this person who is a thorn in their side because she is a well-known um pacifist that cobra has captured and they're like why don't we just bomb that plant, that island off the map and get rid of cobra and get rid of this woman who's you know, making us look like a bunch of jokers in the press. And they're like, it's not our right. It's not what we do. It's it's not our, our job to make policy. We're the military. We carry out policy. And it is this woman's God-given right. It is her, this woman's constitutionally given right to say and feel whatever she wants. And we're still going to go in. We're going to rescue her. And that's what we do. And I was I, like, the first issue tells you what you're in for for legitimacy of a, of an entire book. It's 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 Tom Clancy-esque. Like every once in a while, you got something crazy in sci-fi. They never go into the whole like Cobra Law thing from G.I. Joe, the movie. They never get that weird, but there's definitely some sci-fi quality to it here and there, but more often than not, it's so legit, it's so real. You, you know, go back and get these things. It's there, totally worth it. There are
1: no Joe comics on the Marvel app. I'm looking it up. I'm just looking up Joe. It's not there. Let me look up Hama.
0: I just don't know that it's... Necessary. I mean, since they don't have the license anymore, maybe they can't reprint it, but...
1: Maybe it's on... Okay, if they don't have the license, then maybe it's on Comixology.
0: Joe. I've seen... They... I don't know... What, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna look him up on eBay real quick. But uh, Morales, why don't you hit us up with something? What have you got? Give us, a, give us a, uh, give some. Let's some start detective. off here.
2: Give me some. uh de- Batman Detective Comics. So we start out here. Let's see. We're at City Hall, and recently elected Mayor Nakano is having a meeting, talking about his vision for Gotham, and his entire platform. Form was based upon the fact that he wants to get rid of all the vigilantes can't doesn't want to do with the mask because uh it um it, during joker war he actually lost an eye yep Due to, uh during a during a battle whoa so and while he's trying to you know trying to get all these people to buy into his vision he gets attacked by a group uh, the entire party is, is crashed unfully intended by the party crashers, party
1: crashers who
2: are you know, who are, rem- who <laughs> are remnants team, from know. the. It's it's a new team. It's it's just a bunch of it's a bunch of hoods basically mm-hmm. in like in kind of Joker esque mask and Wayne, but Tech it's all it's all based on, off the Joker Wars. They're... And Wayne Tech armor, yep. The uh the... so Bruce Wayne's yeah. actually at this function, even even though he can't. um he can't really afford to be there because he lost the majority of his money during Joker War, but he's able to sneak off and you know get into his back gear and fight off these guys. You know, typical typical Batman fare. Mm-hmm, but after mm-hmm. they after you know after that happens, cops show up. Batman escapes, but we actually see him going into a sewer, which is you know new territory because he's basically having to. Set up smaller bat caves throughout Gotham. This because, is wild. Again, oh, I love it. Yeah, it doesn't have the money he once had.
1: This is wild. Him actually putting the work into building the caves, man. Like, love it.
0: Yeah,
2: it's it's pretty awesome. But then he ends up going, you know, going to his, house, his home afterwards, which is now he's no longer in Wayne Manor. He's, he's got a place in the city. And one of his neighbors invites him over to a party. And, you know, he ends up coming to bring in his, I think it was a bottle of alcohol of some kind. It was... I don't believe it's rum.
1: It was some whiskey. I'm looking
2: at it right now. I believe that. Was it whiskey? Okay, it was whiskey then. It was some whiskey. But there have not you know, it's all the, you know, even though Batman doesn't, even Bruce doesn't have the money he once had, you know, he's still hanging out with the upper echelon. And like basically, a lot of what's going on, they were talking about um, Mayor Nakano and how, how uh, he doesn't understand Gotham, and he, you know he just doesn't kind of understand the way things are. And little by little, we're finding out that the uh, that like the upper one percent doesn't really have to worry so much about a lot of these problems, as far as like the criminal element. And I think that's really kind of an interesting take on it because you know you've got your jokers, your two faces, and sometimes they'll bug some of the rich, but they always seem to to seek out specific people. So it's definitely like it's 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 almost like a lower part of, it's, it's a lower tier of society's problem. Good point. And really, it's not.
1: Did you did you pick up on the Law and Order Law and Order SVU type cues here? Where like it turns
2: out that um,
1: sorry brother, connection keeps kicking in. I pro, I, pro, I apologize.
2: I really didn't actually go on with that.
1: Um, so like he's walking into his building, and we're like, wow, they. Always... No, no, you're
2: good, dude. I was going to ask you to just kind of go off on that a bit.
1: No, the, well, like you know when you're watching Law and Order, and like you know there there's obvious cues like guest starring this famous star he did it <laughs> um but like the, the little cues that come in like bruce uh brucey yeah. how lovey is this oh they only stole my phone wait a minute hold on like there's no wasted dialogue uh especially when it comes to dc and when it comes to like a, a television show they only, they only took our phones and then we get to this scene where you know mm-hmm. she throws this party and, you know, he, he gets home and uh, the dad is, like, you know, like, screaming. The cops are there and, and they're freaking out. And he's like, hey, you know, they're calm down. And he's like, all the windows are busted in from the inside. The glass is on the inside. And he's, he's already on the trail. And the one thing I wanted to, like, set you on fire is, is because you are one of the biggest Batman fans I know. And you, you, you obviously pop for some good action. But you pop for good detective stories, mm-hmm. and this was, this was, like, oh, mm-hmm. uh,
0: cool. Oh, yeah.
1: This, this is a detective story. Like, like, bring it back to Batman being the world's greatest detective. And we, we, we have so many little clues here. Like, it, it's, it, and they don't give away too much. Like, they, they, you know, when they write a comic and you see what's going on, but the main characters don't. We only get, like, two small windows in on yeah. this. And we've got a missing woman. We've got Batman protecting people that most people don't care about, you know, the the 1%. And, you know, we have the guy walking through the sewers, hands covered in blood. And then the, I love the title. I and, mean, like, I, I, I always pop when, like, especially with uh, Immortal Hulk, where the, you don't get the title of the story until the very last page. And then when you get the title, like, oh, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. It, like, like they hold off, and then we get the neighborhood part one, uh, Marroquino to uh, uh, Yeah, I
0: like it when they do that.
1: Oh, love it, man! Uh, what are some of your favorite things about this, Morales?
0: Oh no, I really like. I
2: said the overall story, the different the the layers of society that kind of plays into this. Um, I'm really I, I dig the fact that the mayor is so vehemently against Batman. You know, and he's got a valid reason to be. It cost him his eye. You know, you can tell they're they're building up some new characters here because if you notice, in when he's when Mayor Nakano's talking to the people in City Hall, it looks like one of the guys he's talking to is actually the guy that kidnaps Bruce's neighbor's wife because he's the guy. He, he appears to be the guy walking out of the uh, out of the sewers with his hands covered in blood. So you know if if this if if it is the same guy and they're all under you know and he's working for the mayor, that's a brand new level
1: Uh of some villainy and a
2: brand new villain that could really do some damage. And I've always kind of liked I've always been a big fan of the guys that kind of like the human uh, characters that can really get under the superhero skin. You know, you get you get your super villains that are insane or you know, all this stuff or like world conquerors and whatnot. But when like you can just see a villain that is just either just evil or like just messed up in the head. Yeah. It's like um like Captain America Civil War where Zemo Just kind of put all these things into motion, and this guy from this country that you know, wrong (laughs) place, no one had
0: ever heard of.
2: Yeah, you know, this guy in and of himself could destroy the Avengers.
1: Can I say it for you? Yeah. Can I say it for you, Tony? Please. He's not Mm -hmm. wrong. (laughs) He's not wrong.
2: (laughs) And that's the thing when when you when you've been wronged like that. I mean. Some people, some people handle it well. Some people don't. Simple as that.
1: And then we get and well, how does it go? But wait, there's more.
0: Exactly.
2: <laughs> We've got a whole other Robin story on top of that, oh. which is really interesting. And you, you sent me a text about it earlier, talking about how interesting it was.
1: So I popped like a motherfucker. Yeah, we talked about Robin movie. the other day. Not, not like this.
2: Yeah. <laughs> not like this. Well. So let we remember from the last issue of Batman, freaking you know uh, Damian Wayne and his mother were quote unquote reconciling and then were attacked by a group calling themselves the uh, the League of Lazarus which ended up being as we discovered, there apparently now are three leagues. There's a league of assassins, a league of shadows, and a league of Lazarus. And they were trying to take—they were trying to take uh, Damian's mother out of the equation before apparently having this big tournament.
1: Oh. oh, dude, I popped like a motherfucker. This better be a fucking video game.
2: <laughs> yeah, is. It, it It's—it's going to be interesting. And, you know, freaking she's trying to tell Damien to, you know, help her out and whatnot. And then, you know, Damien just flies out. And we go back and we kind of discover a little bit more about some of these other leagues. Hold on. before You know, before, if they're talking but, about this but, tournament.
1: Before you go the leagues, when she's telling him, like, you know, I'm not going to treat you like my my son. I'm going to treat you like my tool, like one of my assassins. And she looks over and his, his uh, league – costume is sitting there she didn't even notice he was undressing as he he pops out with his new robin costume she looks over i should have known better than the cage you do not let me down my baby bird my son and uh, dude like, but, but i'm sorry I, I had to i had to interject with that one because i didn't want you I, we can't overcome oh, no, that good. one.
2: you're <laughs> good we got a tournament. But yeah no, we're talking so about this tournament yeah, and we see some of the people on these screens that they're walking by. You know, we see Ravager. Then we turn around and they're talking about how the League of Lazarus will rejoin the ranks willingly, or you know, the League of Shadows will make them. And then they start talking about this tournament one more time, and there's this shadowy figure just beating the, the beating the tar out of these you know some people, and the. And we turn around and we discover that their their champion basically appears to be Connor Hawk. Connor? Who's the son of Green Arrow. And we haven't... I can't remember the last time we saw a Connor Hawk story.
1: Oh, it's been years.
2: Fight. So this is all going to be a setup for Robin number one, which debuts next month.
1: We've got a Kumite coming, man.
2: (laughs) So this is you know definitely (laughs) a
0: character like that.
2: Yeah. We've yeah. got
1: we've got Mortal Definitely Kombat Definitely got some interesting coming.
2: Mortal Kombat style vibes off of it to be sure.
1: Oh, dude, with Damien, I mean like like I remember I was I was a little pissed off that he, you know, abandoned the Titans, but I loved how he let let them to fix what, you know, what he did wrong, uh, you know, after, you know, imprisoning and torturing and mind wiping the their uh their prey and you know took him on this like you know really just gauntlet and then you know he fixed that and now he says fuck you dad but then he's like I'm like I'm reading this and I'm like okay now you're with mom now and I don't want to read a mom story here you're already with mom and he's already outsmarting her and he's like fuck you I'm out of here I'm not doing any of this shit and but we've got a Tournament coming up, man. Like, ah, this better be a fucking video game.
2: Yeah, it'll be interesting to see who's you know who's gonna partake in the tournament, who you know, who's representing who? Will it be allegiances, alliances, will people turn? And what what's the prize? You know, (laughs) if you win this tournament, what do you get?
1: Who's Goro gonna be? It's gotta be Bane.
2: I'm hoping an all-expense-paid
1: Hawaii or something, or at least Florida. <laughs> Just
2: gotta wait and see. At least Florida. This was—I well, don't know if I want to go to Florida right now, but yeah.
1: No, no, no. I'll drive around Florida. Um, God, my my connection keeps going in and out. I apologize, gentlemen. If you can hear me.
0: It's a little dodgy. hear good. Yeah.
1: Sorry.
2: Uh, but, uh, it, was a, it was a hell of a read. It's really interesting in a couple of different levels. So.
1: Well, such a well-crafted comic. Like, they really built so much into it. Like, building the, the... We've got new bat caves everywhere that he actually forged with his own two hands. We've got Robin going off on his own and not being an uh, impotent child. You know, he's he's trying to find himself. He's too smart for these guys. And like, you know, we, we love Nightwing, but at the same time though, he ain't nearly as smart as fucking Damien is. Damien's gonna do on, go on and do some shit, man, and then we don't don't forget, Damien was created by Grant Morrison.
0: Yeah. Oh, sick. nice.
1: And then we get this advertisement for Batman the Detective, um, written by Tom Taylor, art by Andy Kubert. Fuck sign me right the fuck up. Andy, yeah. It's, it's Kubert. It's one of the Kubert's. Like, they had to change the name because it was too close to Detective Comics, but whatever, man. Like, he's in England. Uh, Just, just, it's Andy Kubert, man. Like, just. We're back. We had to take a piss. Smoke some meth. Nah, we're not, we're not meth smokers. Otherwise, we'd be doing the show for like five, six hours. Um,.
2: Also, but, yeah. We do end up doing this for five, six hours following that. Shit,
1: man! I know, that, right? We were up till like two. That, eight, eight. We were up till two a.m. on fucking Saturday night, man.
2: <laughs> yeah, we were. Did I need to bed after three? It was ridiculous.
1: Yeah, I know. It was just mind fills after dark We had to talk about some wrestling shit. We were working on storylines, bitching about bullshit, just getting this shit out. But that's what bros do. And you know, like I said earlier, if you guys don't have a Morales or a uh, calling in your life, you done did fuck up. There's something, Everybody needs a good buddy. There's something wrong with you. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's go into Teen Titans Academy, man, because I popped hard for this one. I was really, really enjoy- like every bit of this. I gotta say, it wasn't my favorite. Um, first issue, it was a slow burn. But what did you? How did you feel about it?
2: I actually really enjoyed it. I thought it was. You know, this is one of those ones that came out of Future State that kind of really had one of those cliffhangers, you know, who is Red X? What did Red X do? You know, so it's like it's real interesting to see what they're uh, what they're going to do with this character because they're they'll first issue. They're already going straight into the whole concept of, you know, the mythology of Red X, even though I don't, you know. We don't tend to really know too much about it, unfortunately.
1: I love the fact that he's on the cover and the cover hinted about what was going to happen. I hate when a cover is misleading. And we've got the you know him playing with his red X's and the the apple. He's a teacher. We got the rest of the Titans, the the new Team Titans that are uh, they're not really Titans yet. Uh, they're just in training. You know they went through uh, a lot here. We they didn't disregard. Uh, our love of the lasting turns. They're just the upperclassmen. They're the seniors. We're, these are the new freshmen, and we've got Mister Nightwing, you know, running class.
2: Yeah, they, all they're they're all still using their. I mean, they should use their aliases or their, you know, their superhero names since we don't know who they can and can't trust as far as these students go. You know, it seems that there was a you know a rigorous way to get into the into the school. But it's real interesting. She's kind of like, you know, what kind of different people are involved in this. You know, we see there's a trio of people from Gotham. We've got uh, what appears to be the new a rag person almost. We're not really, you know, she kind of comes off as, or that person comes off as a, what's the exact word they used? But it's like a binary basically.
1: Yeah, like, mm-hmm. I really hope, Beast Boy says something. That's a doll you're talking to. Shh. like she she's got no mouth.
2: <laughs> yeah, she she they, they're referred to as a genderqueer quilted American. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then and then the next line, they're like, you know, can I have your apple? But you don't have a mouth. You don't have a mouth. Right. So it's real interesting. there's like there's a you know, there's definitely a Middle Eastern superhero is here. They've got all kinds of all kinds of nationalities, which is you know, kind of what you're shooting for with this. You know, it's basically I it's like the future of DC could be this group of freshmen, you know, if they survive, as it were.
0: But yeah. but it wasn't
1: a cash grab. I didn't feel like it was like I, I, like in no way did it come off like we need a gender queer, we need a black person, we need an Israeli person, we need this. It, it came off. As first day of school, as the cliques form at at the lunchroom.
2: Yeah, and and, and it's the concept is interesting, just because, like you said, you got the freshmen, they're they they're brand new, you know. And then we've got the seniors, which are basically your Teen Titans, and then the faculties, the actual Titans. So that's super super intriguing. Like you know, do you graduate to one, and then the the this is just like a cyclical process. Yeah. Or you you know casually you constantly are trying to strive to get to that next level or is it you know and, and if you can be you know moved up, can you be moved down? You know, if something happens you have to go back to school as it were.
1: I'm I'm loving the fact that it involved watching the click swarm. While they also paid homage perfectly to the original Teen Titans from the, you know, from the cartoon, from the, from the comics, <clears throat> as they're leading school. Um, I thought it was a lot more fun than any new Mutants comic has come off, off of as in years. Um, and, you know, we've, we've got a danger room. They, they've got a danger room. And we've got a mystery. And, you know, wh- why all of a sudden is there someone obsessed with a red X?
2: Yeah. Huh. And funnily enough, you know, it goes right back to Future State where they have that party where Nightwing is given the Red X mask again. The and that's you know, the original and it's, it definitely. Ones. Yeah, because they, they had that in the Future State. They kind of glossed over that a little bit, you know, and I'm still I'm I still want to find out how Beast Boy and Cyborg become one and the same eventually. Right. Cause some, something had to happen to weird. cause that
0: weird. Huh.
2: So I mean, you, when we got that, we've got the you know the interpersonal relationships with the students, you know, some interpersonal relationships or you know with the uh, between students and teachers. The, the the world, you know, this whole world is it's open and it's interesting, and you know it makes me definitely want to continue reading it to see what happens. On top of that, we've got like I said, we've got this grand mystery of who's gonna be Red X. You know, somebody somebody's gonna do something. And at the end of the episode and the end of the issue, we see that not only has somebody stolen the red X mask, but somebody is wearing the Red X mask. And it's definitely definitely a male, but we don't know which of the bunch it is. You know, could it be a teacher, could it be a student? But you know got either no, way, somebody's not,
0: got it. Not Zorn again. Not
1: no. Yet. No, not yet. Good 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 call on that one. Was that Billy Baston <laughs> on there?
2: Yeah, Billy Baston's in the class, yes.
1: That that's what made me pop hard. That is such a genius way to reintroduce Billy Baston. For people that are don't have the attention span to you know re-reread all the Shazam comics mm-hmm. and introduce him as someone that actually because like, that was one of the things that was like one of the the main backbones of the movie and all the comics he's not formally trained mm-hmm. and we're gonna get a formally trained Shazam lost it. Like, I mean, I was like, I had to, I, I had, to uh, sit, I, had to, I like, I put the book down, and I was like, okay, this is happening, please don't fuck it up. But it's DC, so <laughs> th- they ain't. <laughs> like, like it, it's, like, we, we you know, popped when we got, like, you know, Daughter of Lobo. Um, Crash, that's her name, right? Crush. Crush, yeah, Crush. Uh, that was cool. Not nearly as cool as Billy Bass and getting formally trained. And we've got...
2: Yeah. I got Gorilla Greg, who I'm really, I'm, I really like the idea of another, another person from Gorilla City coming into the fold a little bit.
1: Oh yeah, making some uh, Godzilla jokes here. Let's have
0: some fun, dude. Gorilla <laughs> City, that's awesome. It's been a long time since I even have thought or heard that. The last time, and I know it's been a long time. It's been thirty years, but like I was getting those Flash comics in like 1990 or 91 or 92 when when the tv series was on and i remember kind of stopping short at one point and i was like what there's a whole city of gorillas this is ridiculous but like mm-hmm. it's a legit thing it totally works.
2: yeah well they played up they played it up a little bit in uh on the flash tv show a few series seasons ago mm-hmm. and not like not it hasn't been a recurring character since, I believe, the first or second season.
0: Well, it's hard to fit that in and make it plausible, I guess.
2: Yeah. But now I'm really... they like, got some pretty interesting characters here, and they've got, like... And, like, to go off what Josh was saying earlier, this seems like it's very well written, and, it, it, like, the, the interpersonal relationships seem quite genuine.
1: Absolutely, mm-hmm. genuine. It, like, it, we're, we're there at the beginning, like like... I didn't feel like I was watching something as a voyeur. I felt like I was someone sitting at one of the tables, praying to God someone didn't think I was too weird to not sit next to me and, and want to be my friend. And and I know that sounds kinda of whack, but like you know, that was I, I moved around every three years and grown up military, you know, that like that that happened all the time. And I'm and seeing these super proud people and you know, I was thinking about what super proud I would have wish I'd had to be to, to be integral to the team, because they, they, they want to be part of the team. Like, are, are we Teen Titans or are we freshmen? Like, what's going on here? Like, you know, the, the struggle for what your place is in the guild or, or society or whatever you want to call it. And we've got a problem here that we've got a uh, monkey wrench with Red X and, you know, everyone's got the same belt buckle. I mean, they really, do you notice that? Like, they really hammered it home everyone's got the same goddamn belt buckle. Even yeah, side. Same
2: belt buckle, same backpacks.
1: Yep, and we've got a team here. Where are they? Uh, yeah. And then we flash to where the uh, the seniors are. They're in London. They're fighting the clock, King Man.
2: And the clock King of all people.
1: Of all people.
2: Remember,
1: <laughs> we, we, we talked about clocking ad nauseum a couple weeks ago. And mm-hmm. and I'm I'm digging his look. I'm digging his look. He's 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 slightly brown. <laughs> But you know, you you know, uh, once the world's greatest clocks have been set, the clock. Meantime, I will reign supreme. What the fuck does that mean? I don't. I, I don't care. It was like this. It was like sixties Batman zaniness, man. Uh, he's in like when did Clock King learn to fly?
0: <laughs>
2: right on time.
1: You <laughs> fucker, dude seriously, man, you you put Morales in any situation, just like when I put you in a situation, Colin, and I, I, like, light a fire. Y'all get, like, fucking crazy (laughs) and pull some shit out. Like, we've got Flash hauling people around. We've got (laughs) these losers in, like, spandex with, like, clocks on their (laughs) their
0: chest. (laughs) I know, I've got a, I've got the Lego Batman clock guy. Clock King. Clock King. Yeah, <sighs> pretty sure it's the same. Calendar, man.
1: With a, with a embittered mare. <laughs> 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 like, we, we even have, we even got people smacking people's coffee out of each other's hand. Like, <laughs> was it like, uh, <laughs> he's a, uh, oh, you're Billy Woo, run us, right? And he's smacking his coffee out of his hand like some bully, like, like, dude, we hated you a year ago, you fucked everything up, <laughs> you, you, you imprisoned a gin, and, and now I'm liking you again, and it's, it's, it's wrestling all over again, man, like, it's when, like, when you realize, like, <laughs> like, uh, I remember, um, like, Colin, I've told you this before, but, uh, uh, Josh, my, my buddy Josh, uh, we got back in wrestling at the same time, and, I'm like fuck new day fuck new day like five months of fuck new day and he calls me he's like I, gotta I remember that he's like I gotta tell you something man I'm like dude you, like what are you gonna tell me you're gay <laughs> like, like, like he was being all serious he's like dude I love the new day I'm like oh thank god you said it first <laughs> thank god you said it first because I fucking love them too. Okay, now we can talk about it. Like, we, we bought the, the unicorn horns and the booty boxes at WrestleMania. <laughs>
0: <laughs> booty boxes. Dude, yeah.
1: it, it was it was five bucks for a booty box. It was 30 for if you got the cereal inside. But I just wanted a goddamn box. Mm. Uh, the other thing I wanted to point out here was how uh, retrospective this book was. We had so many tropes going on. Like, you know, the... First day of school, the bullies, we got the, the monkey wrench, but then we got that like you know when you, you have the wedding scene <clears throat> and we, we get the, the birthday party scene for Nightwing and it's like it's that yeah. it's that trash splash double splash page And like, Yay, we're celebrating balloons <laughs> like this sucks. But someone worked really hard on this page and <laughs> but it 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 still happened. This was a this was just the right amount of cooks in the kitchen.
2: <laughs> we're okay.
1: But we got Red X.
2: Well, not yet, but we're going to see what happens with him. This is going to be, I thought this was going to be a ride one way or the other.
1: Well, he's a man, that's for sure, because he's got, none of the kids have this. I'm thinking it's, I'm thinking we're going to have some Dick Grayson tomfoolery here.
2: Split personality, maybe?
1: Maybe. Um,
2: They did it it with Batman. Batman. Or maybe it's Roy Harper all over again.
1: No, not again.
2: Roy Harper back from the dead. I'm I'm putting in a call in right now. I'm calling it Roy Harper back from the dead.
1: I'm putting it down. Because
2: it it is the Roy Harper Academy.
0: Mm.
1: Morales is calling it. (laughs)
0: <laughs> he's writing it down yep <laughs> you can timestamp
2: it and everything we're looking at 1158 Colorado time Mountain Standard time and I will, oh, March 31st year 2 of the plague
1: it's gonna be one of those things where we're at Walmart at midnight again it's like one of those like uh you fucked up Or right, I'll buy it for
2: you <laughs> <laughs> it's two yeah. years down the road and you can get that text message at 338 in the morning <laughs> I
1: was right bitch I was right bitch Better give me that Darby <laughs> that Allen special happens. edition with that tech deck, you motherfucker! Know,
2: <laughs> you send me the, money, <laughs> send the special. I don't know the special edition one, but my son has the. Uh, my son does have him a Darby Allen figure.
1: Did he come with a tech deck or just a, a non? Oh yeah, totally
2: a tech deck. Oh, totally tech deck.
1: Oh, that's awesome! It had to come with a tech deck, man.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh,
1: Colin, I'm gonna I'm gonna jump ahead of line and and just briefly talk on cable nine here. Is that we got Kid Cable hunting down Strife. Now, we've had two issues, uh, three, I want to say two and a half issues uh, that we know Strife is back. Uh, He's hunting him down. He's got a. So is it full
2: full grown Strife or is it Kid Strife?
1: Full grown Strife. And the reason I'm popping is the last time that Strife was relevant was the Executioner song. And that was back in the 90s. And. Yeah, I, I had. Righteous. I still have my Strife action figure, man. He's had the same head as Cable, and he had that that <laughs> that, that fold up mask. He had that cool mace. Um, I'm popping hard for Strife because, like, everything. I'm not the biggest Liefeld fan. Actually, I'm a big fucking Liefeld fan. I'm just gonna fucking just come out of the Liefeld closet. Um, it's mm. it, it, we got Strife coming up. And he's, like, he's utilizing mutant babies, and we've got an evil cult. And the the one thing that we really got to do, that Kid Cable's got to do, he even found Wolverine. Wolverine knows me one. He's in Magipore. Kid, you just blew my cover, you fuck. <laughs> like, like, <laughs> like, 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 he's got, he's, he's in, he's in Magipore in, in, disguise, in disguise as Patch, and, like, listen, just tell me, figure it out and tell me what I got to kill. And then I'll be there. Like, I, I told you I owed you one. Um, but Strife is coming back. And the the slow burn on this is the, <laughs> the... This is so stupid, man. The last time I really enjoyed a slow burn in wrestling was uh, the introduction of Val Venus. <laughs> <laughs> not, not that Strife is Val Venus, but remember, like, the first one where he's, like, on set and he's got that army helmet on and... It was legit Jenna Jameson <laughs> getting yeah. off, getting off her knees, and we got we got that slow velvet. Like we're getting a slow strife burn on this man. I'm popping, but that's all I got to say about that one. But you know, <laughs> this dummy put <laughs> your This dummy's hooking up with a cuckoo. Um, <laughs> You can't have a telepathic girlfriend, man. And if you do, you got to be Scott Summers. <laughs> <laughs> he's had two yeah Scott it was a couple it was like two years ago uh, maybe three or four it was a long time ago uh, where uh, one guy was like how do you deal with having a telepath girlfriend he's like I've been t- dating telepaths since I was 13 years old I got this shit I of lockdown <laughs> like most motherfuckers can't hide their shit that they're buying uh, you know when you know him and their him and their, his, his dumb ass big ass Mexican friend go to Walmart and <laughs> buy some fucking toys <laughs> let alone hide yeah. their hide their thoughts. But that's what I that's what I get on cable. But uh what mm. do you got? What do you got, Colin? Like give us some Star Wars, some Morbius, or some Darkhawk.
0: Uh the Darkhawk thing is very short and sweet. I it hasn't come out yet. It is uh a thirtieth anniversary issue, so it's probably a one shot and uh, basically, I just saw the advertisement, and then I looked up what was going on with it. Um, let me flip to it. The ad is in the new Star Wars, so it's probably in virtually everything right now. Uh, I'm trying to find it here. Yeah, I mean, it's it's like it's, it's Danny Fingeroth has a story, Dan Abnett has a story, and Kyle Higgins has a story in there. Of course, Dan Abnett... And I go way back when I read what he's got, because he did all of the War of the Kings and the Annihilation books. And um, then, of course, he has a big history of writing uh, novels for the Warhammer 40K things, if you're into games workshop stuff. So um, there is, uh, Danny Fingeroth has a story in there, and so it sounds like it's vignettes. Uh, I think there'll be a, a story that's like a early Dark horror, Dark Hawk story. And then Dan Amnett will write something about the consequences of his work in cosmic circumstances. And then the third story is supposed to say, like, well, this is where we're going with him in the future. Uh, like I say, I haven't read it yet. It's supposed to come out in April, which consequently it is now. It is April Fool's Day right now. This is not a prank, though. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I mean, that's just the ad I saw. Basically, that came out of the new Star Wars, which I picked up, uh, mainly because, I mean, A, I'm 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 reading them, but, like, mainly, I saw this variant cover, it was one of the action figure covers, and I was like, dude, that is sick. It's Princess Leia in Combat Poncho, like, that was a figure I had in the package for years, until I went broke one time in 2014 and sold it, but I was like, I gotta get this issue. But uh they're leaning really heavily on Poe Dameron's parents in these stories right now if you if you've been keeping up.
1: Yeah, I know. Uh,
0: yeah, I mean I really dig that because they did that short they did a what was it? I think it was a two issue thing about what happened between Return of the Jedi and um Ah, uh, whatever the first remake one or the first new like episode seven. I can't even remember what it's called. I hated it so much. Um, they've been leaning hard on those characters, which were introduced in that story. And uh, you know, Poe Dameron's dad is a, a like a, a like a Marine of sorts, and uh, his mother is an A-wing pilot. She recently crashed into a Star Destroyer. They end up finding out that she's alive. They get a message and she's like hidden inside the Star Destroyer and is like making little mayhem in there by herself, which is kind of rad. Like I could read a whole issue of her messing around inside of a Star Destroyer and trying to find ways to survive and sabotage it without them ever detecting her and stuff. It's totally a legit concept. Uh, We got a little sequence in here where Leia is reminiscing about the fact that she's got quite an affection for Han Solo, and everybody seems to know it. Like, their argument was too much. Like, uh, yeah, they're way into one another. So that's kind of fun. It's it's just a cute moment. And then we see this thing about how Poe's parents met one another, and that's nice. The art is wonderful. It's, like, nothing really, like ultra action oriented really happens in this issue it's a lot of people talking about things that happened to them way back when they were on the hoth base and in other times so this is almost a filler issue um i don't know off the top of my head what the preceding issues cover looked like but just picking it up in an action figure variant i'm like okay well It's not like you're being sold a tremendous load of action or something like that, but I mean, there was really nothing that happened in this other than them having a conversation and reconnecting with Poe, Dameron's mother, and uh, uh, Leia reminiscing of stuff that happened on Hoth, but I mean, it's entertaining because it's kind of cute and fun, but it doesn't push the story any farther, near as I can tell. So I just kind of feel like this was almost like a leftover Valentine's Day story that didn't get published or, uh, on time. But there you have it. I mean, that's what's going on with it. Did anybody else ever pick up any of these action figure variant covers?
1: No. Uh, the I did. I did initially when Sto- when Star Wars first got picked up by uh, Marvel. Uh, uh I remember distinctly uh handing my uh Darth Vader uh number 1 oh, yeah. to Kieran gillian and <laughs> handing him a silver pen and then him picking it up, putting it down and picking up a black pen, and signing it in black just to fuck with me and Really? Uh, dude, he was he like n- I've never heard an Irish accent so unintelligible like Chad and I walked. Chad and I walked away from a <laughs> conversation with him, and I was like, "Did you understand a fucking thing that guy said?" And He's like, "No," and he distinctly put your silver pen down and picked a black one up and signed it just to fuck with you. And I was like, "That's it, super weird." It, it's in my it's in my safe deposit box. I have a like you you can't even tell that he signed it. It, it doesn't. I mean, if you look closely, you can. It really doesn't matter. But it was a good moment.
0: Mm. Yeah I mean it's interesting when you have those moments with uh creators it may be a good moment it may be a bad moment but you're never going to forget it you know Yeah Yeah it's odd I've had I've had bad moments with some Star Trek actors and I've had great moments and it just varies depending Man, I'm looking at the looking at uh I just went to eBay to look at the action figure variant covers and some of them go for a lot. But really, I mean, they're just beautiful covers. They're just absolutely gorgeous. I, can't, I just can't get over how good some of these really look. But uh, a lot of times, it's, you know, you have thousands of different Star Wars action figures. Some of them, it's just a matter of like, well, why did they do why did they choose that guy? You know, but. I think the last one I picked up before this was uh the general general because 'Cause I'm a sucker for that action figure. I loved Lando being in a Rebel General's uniform. Anyway. Lando, love that Lando. Just be a t-shirt. Love that Lando. Love Did that. you guys ever watch uh any of the Star Wars Rebels cartoon? Nope. mm Oh, it is so fun. Dude, little easy popcorn, twenty-minute episodes, twenty-two-minute episodes, or whatever. Uh, it's just damn great. It's so much fun. I've, uh, I, you know, like I, I was having a hard time signing in to watch uh, stuff on Disney Plus, so I don't have any idea if they're carrying it. But uh, I picked up the DVD set the other day and started rewatching them, and it's been really, really fun. Oh, nice. Yeah, it's a good show, dude. You, know, you can watch that with your kids. It's it's good news.
1: I've been watching Futurama mm-hmm. like in order lately, and
0: I, Oh, uh, Futurama is great. It is the greatest. I
1: uh, put a put a flare up on Facebook, and I just put single single female lawyer Vernola mm-hmm. be, immediately was like, uh, fighting for her clients, wearing sexy miniskirts, and being self reliant. And <laughs> Being <of self-aligned>.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's uh every that's every idiot lawyer show basically oh it was just <laughs> you know,
1: it was alan mcbeal man it was one of those things like when it came out oh god
0: i hated that show i hated the fervor for that show that's what really bothered me
1: she was just this waif and like I
0: yeah my, it was ugh. never liked Callista Flockhart.
1: I guess uh, Harris Ford is happy. Want well, to be happy, but gross. Are they still <laughs> together? I don't give a shit, man. I don't pay attention to the fucking celebrity shit, man. That shit is
0: not. I, I thought they split up years ago. He got into trouble. He got photographed like drunk with some hussies in Cancun or somewhere that he'd flown and. Close to Flockhart, got mad and dumped him, or something like that.
1: Yeah, Harrison Ford deserves to be cut with a bunch of hussies and a bunch of places to get away with it scot free. He's Hansello and Indiana Jones.
0: Fuck you. <laughs> He's got a lot going on. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> mm.
1: Like, like uh, I read the other day that uh, Tom Selleck was the first choice for Indiana Jones, but he was devoted to That's Magnum correct, P. yeah. Devoted to Magnus. He P. couldn't I. get
0: out of his contract to do it. Oh, that poor bastard. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, whenever you hear that kind of thing and someone's like, I can't believe that guy didn't do it. It's because they couldn't get out of their contract. In fact, I talked to Zachary Levi about that. He was supposed to play he was supposed to play Fandrill in the first Thor movie. I but he couldn't play that. because he was on uh no, no, no. He he played Fandrill in the in Thor two. Uh and um and then in four in, in Thor three and he got killed real fast. But uh, he was he was talking about it. He was like, "Oh no, I was supposed to play that. I was really excited about it." And uh, then uh, I couldn't get out of the contract because of Chuck. So they cast this other guy. He did fine. He did a good job. And then he got uh, he couldn't come back for some reason. So they asked me to come in and re- take over the role. I did, and then I got killed in Thor three. Oh. Like, that was kind of it. <laughs> Behold my stuff. <laughs> uh, that that is Eric Bana, though.
1: No, that was Carl Urban.
0: Oh, I kind of sometimes confuse the pair for some reason. Yeah. Yes, Carl Urban for sure. Because
1: you've been drinking. It's okay. We we I, oh, for, I forgive. I haven't him. had
0: a drink in hours.
1: I forgive, him Morales, Not in are you, are you hours. Okay with, you okay with that? More f- for me. Are we gonna stomp him? No, no, no. Burpees, <laughs> dude. You should Burpees. see, dude. You should see Morales punish people when they fuck up in training. Man, it's 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 worse than <laughs> it's worse than sit up like you know when you gotta like sit like with an invisible chair on the side of the wall when your coach is mad at you in PE. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Morales is gonna make sure you remember not to do that again.
0: Yeah. See that's one of those things I feel like negative reinforcement goes a long way for uh people to remember not to do things and to to keep up with stuff and uh you know I th- I think about that with kids right now you can tell you can tell young people again and again and again how to do things nicely but they've got to decide to do it sneeze <coughs> Excuse me Man, there's a lot of smoke in the air right now but uh nice in days. in my state Mm. what is something
1: on
0: yeah. fire? Uh, yeah, the whole state's on fire. Oklahoma? Yeah, I think that right now what's what's going on is there is a lot of uh, there are a lot of brush fires and there's a lot of um, uh, people burning trash and stuff. So I just there's been haze and smoke for days outside.
1: Oh, you mean that you mean that state of left that I don't give two shits about?
0: Yeah, yeah, we hear it all the time. <laughs> Sorry. A time or two, yes. Sorry. Mm.
1: I'll go back for another one. What else
0: you got? What's the next one? What's Uh, the next book?
1: Who's next? Am I out of
2: comments? I'll slide in there. Actually, I'll go next. I still got a. I finally was able to find the picture of everything else, number two. Uh, I've been looking for this for a while. Oh, dude. Hit, so, for free, a quick, quick once-over real quick for those who don't know. We're talking, uh, I believe, 18th century here.
1: Vault Comics.
2: And we've got uh, in France. And this, um, these two struggling artists are trying to they're, – they're thieving their way through Paris, tr- trying to pay for, pay for paints, basically, to keep their studio going. And they end up finding out about this guy called the Ripper, the Paris Ripper. Who is actually? They find out is a a well-known artist in town, who's a, a tad bit eccentric. Mm-hmm. And it turns out that this um, the Ripper is actually able to uh, using dark magic, able to tear up his paintings. And if he takes a pa- if he paints a person and he tears his painting up, the person is legitimately ripped in half right there. No matter Whoa. where he's
0: at. That's intense.
2: Yeah, so they end up, they, he ends up murdering a pair of brothers who are friends with these two other artists. And when, they, when the two artists, the two struggling artists, discover who he is, um, and ends up sacrificing himself, becoming the Ripper's understudy, so that yeah. the other one can escape. And that's where the first issue left us. Was them dealing with this this horrible scenario.
0: Messed up. I mean, where do you see this going? Well, that was the end end of the first issue. Yeah. Yeah, but like what the series, where do you think the series is going?
2: Well, we're going to find out because, you know, it starts out, the uh, the mother of the two deceased uh, adults, uh, his, her sons, and the um the artist who actually made it out gives up painting altogether to become a critic. Okay. And you know he ends up actually getting into a fight with Picasso because apparently <laughs> he didn't he did not enjoy Picasso's work. And the whole time, the uh, the mother is trying to convince him to start painting again, but he just can't bring himself to do it because it just it basically gives him brings back PTSD flashbacks of that night. So he's actually um. So Marcel, the character in question, he is, uh, he's gay and he's got a boyfriend named Antonio, and all Antonio wants is for Marcel to to paint him and he's yeah. talking about it. He's trying to edge him back into painting, but he just won't do it. So he's at a, he's at a bar one night or a, a pub and he runs into Alphonse who is the gentleman that um, you'll know, is now the understudy for the Ripper. And Alphonse is again, Alphonse is also trying to get him to take up art again and it's trying to get him to come back with him, and to talk with the Ripper, and he he can't bring himself to do it. No matter what he, you know, no matter what Alphonse tries to offer, just not happening. All right.
1: Well, we've got we've we've got the the nightmares too, because like Alphonse wants him to paint him, but like the nightmares are coming in. If I paint you, I'm scared you're gonna die, and. During these altercations with Picasso, because the reason I was late to uh, recording today was I was finishing this bitch and completely engrossed. I mean, like, I I took screen, I had to buy it off uh, Amazon, and I took a bunch of screenshots um, because so he wants him to paint him. And he gets this proposition like, hey, come back, you know, make art uh, as a, a comic critic or something that's been a metal critic. I, I know the pain of, like, not being good enough to be a metal fucking musician, and then you're, you're doing criticism. I'm making comics myself. Um, I don't feel that pain with comics, and so I know my shit's great, but I, I, I in between, I'm not, I'm not beefing myself, but we get this scene here, uh, where his mother tells him just, you know, cut this shit out, like, I, I saw this guy on fire, we see the burn in the, in, in the, in the rug, in the rug, yeah. In, in the rug, like, cut this shit out and be happy. And then he goes back to his apartment with with his lover, and uh, I'm looking at this, uh, this splash page, which is four panels divided vertically down, and it says, stay mm. ha-, it, the, the quote from the mother, stay happy. I spent much of the day scouring with a palette knife, shaving back the oil with care so not to tear the canvas. There is a shadow he painted that doesn't belong there, but what he's really erasing is his desire to not go back to where he was. And there's, th- this comic was so full of metaphors, it drove me, like, I, I, it, like I, I, I read this at work today, and I had to reread it again and take some notes on this one, because everything, like, this, like, he's erasing his fear. And he wakes up, you know, uh, you know, after you know, we get in the fight, and you know, uh, Picasso pulls a gun, and his his lover punches him in the face. Wakes up in the morning, we get this note that's basically like, "Hey, go get your dream. I'm in the way." Um, it wasn't like I'll be there waiting later. It was just like, just go do what you gotta do. Uh, and and he, we we get this beautiful digital watercolors on this one as he's reading this. Um, I love the scripting, and then we we get to a point where like he's got a suitcase packed up, and he's got a gun. You know, he's he's not fucking around. He knows he's going into absolute mm. danger. He he is making the conscious choice that what he's getting into is going to hurt, and it's time to make real art. And that's what the whole comic book is truly about: is making real art. And uh all, all aspects if you, you get y'all have never been to art school for, but like there are so no. ma- there are so many people um Colin you and I've talked about art school, art school confidential where like if you watch art
0: school,
1: yeah. art school confidential and you've been to art school that you know that like each one of these people was not a figment of imagination it was a trope of art school and there are so many tropes going on here we've got the failed artist uh, we've got the critic. We've got someone that actually did something great but is a crazy ass mass murderer with supernatural powers. (laughs) And we've got Uh, yep. And we've got the disciple (laughs) luring in this man back into the into the into the fold, into the hive, into the in into the evil. And he all he's he's limping. He's 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 debilitated from, you know, the the encounter with the Ripper in issue one. And now we've got it to the point where he's going back into it, like like Ripley, you know. And you know when she, yeah. when, when you know we got to get the fuck out of here. We got 15 minutes. Come pick me up. And she's he's she's duct taping a flamethrower to a machine gun, filling every pocket she has <laughs> with with uh, with grenades and ammo. And this guy only oh, yeah, I mean, We're talking 19th century where he's he's. All these guys, a, a revolver, and the fear and knowing this is going to hurt. And um, I'm, I'm looking at these scenes here, man. Like when uh, uh, Morales, remember when uh, Picasso pulls a gun on him again, and his boyfriend mm-hmm. just knocks him right the fuck out. And he just this fucking artist. There is a time, Marcel, to argue of their worth. There is another time when it's best to merely punch them in the fucking face. and like not wrong (laughs) not wrong not wrong and like like the the the, the development I'm sorry I didn't mean to take over your 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 book here man but like this set me on fire today like I I needed some inspiration and this one I I can't remember the last time I was so involved in character like there was no real action in this comic it was all character development
2: yeah it's just all continuing the story
1: how did you feel as as a as a creator, as a narrative writer, when you were watching something that was little to no action and just character development?
2: No, I I think stuff like that is needed. You know, you've got a there, especially with these characters that we're not really we're not really all that familiar with. We've got one issue before this and. I feel like this was at least probably three months ago that I was able to find the first issue.
0: Yeah.
2: So, I mean, you know, Hmm. you definitely need to get a little bit, you know, familiarize yourself with the characters and find out what their ideals are, you know, what they're looking for. And there's that gigantic mystery because, you know, at the end we see somebody painting the entire, you know, basically all of France. And then at the end...
0: Oh, I guess
2: With the people pointing to the sky... And there's just all this blood spewing out of this cathedral just in the, in to overrunning the sky itself.
1: I screenshotted that. Um, the, the, the last scene like that was mm-hmm. like, you know, the to the, the old phrase, there will be blood and it's coming. Yeah. It's, I can't remember the last time I enjoyed character development like this, man. It was just like there was no action to this. It was a little bit of a scuffle, a, uh, mm-hmm. so, some ruffians tipping over some uh, dustbins and Shaftesbury, um, <laughs> uh, but it was it was it was true lovers. The he realized this guy's got something to do. I'm getting the fuck out of here, and this is gonna hurt. And I'm so excited for this imprint, like uh, Vault Comics. This is a brand new imprint.
2: Wow. And it's been so, like I said, I've been looking for this comic book for, like I said, I'm pretty sure about three months at this point, just to find out what was going to happen next. And, you know, in all honesty, I can't wait for the next one to come out just because, I'm, I'm already invested in these characters. I want to see what happens with Marcel and Alphonse and see, you know, if, you know, I thought it was just, you know, the Ripper was, you know, he ripped his pages, people died, but we're seeing more powers come to the forefront and the fact that he's, you know, basically making the sky blood red, you know, what else can he do?
1: And this is why, and I'm not puffing you on this man, but if you can, If you were this invested in storytelling, why the fuck isn't people aren't people paying attention for your storyline stories? Drives me drives me fucking crazy. We're talking character development. We're talking about investing in people. This is we're not talking about being that one you know money shot three sixteen you know king of the ring night which is a one off. Mm -hmm. We're talking. Slow burn, invest people, get them to really understand what's happening, and um, th- th- this is digital watercolor. watercolor. Like, do you remember that scene where 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 it's that double splash scene where we've got that the landscape painting, and we've got the they even they even integrated like what canvas looks like, yeah. and, and like the the care on this. And like you either like it or you don't. Like that's what that's what I loved one of the things I loved about it. You either like this comic book or you don't. Fuck off. Fuck off. (laughs) Like we're making art here. And the comic is literally about making art. True blue art. We're not talking Britney Spears. We're not talking like Beyonce lyrics. We're talking Nas. We're talking Allison Chains. We're talking uh like they even reduced Picasso to that pissed off artist, man. Like Yeah. Colin man, you you, you gotta find this shit man. Like I'm calling Muse tomorrow. I got this on Amazon. Uh, I gotta own these. Like like these
2: Yeah, actually, actually that's where I found this copy was at Muse.
1: No, oh, you fuck your
2: Oh movie? cool, cool. Hmm. Yeah, no, it's definitely a, definitely a solid read. It's a you know Kind of, I kind of enjoy the fact that it's a comic book that's not just a superhero book. Yeah. It's for, just for something different.
1: I actually timed myself on this one. It took me 35 minutes to read it the first time. Nice. Mm. As opposed to five minutes of Walking Dead or maybe eight minutes of Spidey or... Like, this was fully engrossing. Oh, yeah. I'm reading this in between calls at work. That first beep when I got my next call, like just like it was soul shattering. Ah, oh, fuck the real world. <laughs>
0: yeah, <laughs> time to pay attention again. We're
1: we're talking about talking about art here.
2: <laughs> Back to reality. Ooh. Damn it. Yeah. You
1: got two more, man. You you were on fire with DC. Were you do White Knight or Harley?
2: Oh, white. It's all the same book. It's like the last one I got for the night was a. Uh... The final chapter of Batman White Knight Harley Quinn issue six. So, um, you know, as we all know from last issue, freaking, um, you know, Starlet blew up Harley's apartment uh, with her kids inside and they got the kids out, but one of Harley's hyenas actually died. Oh, no. So I believe it was I believe It was their butter Lou. One of them passed away, saving one of Harley's children. So we, we start out with this flashback series uh, part where Harley's yelling at Joker while Jason Todd, dressed as Robin, is, you know, uh, tied to a chair. And Harley's losing her mind on Joker, talking about how she has finally realized that he never really loved her the way Jack loved her. She, he, she just use that to use him or use her for his own means. And freaking, you know, she's just kind of coming to terms with the reality of the situation that, you know, Jack's gone. You know, Batman is recently escaped from prison. And, you know, she's, she lost one of her rainas and she has no place to live. So she's just trying to come to terms with this. She's, she's, um, She's done with the GTO. She's done helping out the police. She's gonna do things her way now, and she's gonna go find Starlet. And Batman finds her and is basically like, you know, if you're gonna sneak around town, you need, you know, you need a costume that's not quite as noticeable as your Harley Quinn getup, you know. <laughs> them, right. So he has, he gets her pretty much a, a duplicate costume, but it's the colors are gray and black and she 's got a little a little bat, little utility belt with a, a tiny mallet, which of course will come into play later <laughs> so she's there's a premiere that night, so she 's trying to she 's going to go there in hopes of finding the starlet and Hector, who was you know uh, her partner in the gto and she ends up finding she ends up getting in there, and the producer actually ends up getting her headset. Who's, the producer is the one in charge uh, who's telling Starlet what to do. And she directs it, and she, uh, Starlet, uh, the producer directs Harley to this room where everybody's dead.
0: Awesome. That's creepy.
2: Yeah, so we got four or five dead bodies in this production room. And there's the only thing there is there's a picture, there's a, 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 a poster on the wall. And it says The Seduction of Harley Quinn. And it's basically, like I said, a movie poster. And he's basically trying to tell her, the producer's trying to tell her that she's the hero in his movie.
0: Wonderful. And then We're it Constantly turns to... trying to find ways to bring her into the forefront and make her not so much a villain. We're just, you know, she's an eight character. That's just what they're going to do.
2: Yeah, like like I said previously, this is like the first time a Harley Quinn book has actually kind of grabbed my attention. So, but the did
0: three... you guys uh, see this, the the uh, Suicide Squad two trailer? Did that look like anything you want to watch? yeah, yeah we, we, I, 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 we
2: kind of talked about it a little bit last week kind of mm-hmm. we did 15 minutes on it man <laughs> we, did, well, we, did, well, we did like an hour on freaking justice league snyder cut holy shit oh, yeah. that was like like i i honestly
1: man like we should have taken a break after that because i was on fire after that fucking Snyder cut like yeah like that was like one of those things. I just need to sit and digest this. Even though we just, I, I watched the movie and then we went through it. And just need, to just, just give me like ten minutes. Like, let me go outside and smoke a cigarette for a second, man, because that was too fucking good. Cool.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I haven't seen either one of them. I got gotcha.
2: around to it. you got to make a weekend of it. Shoot, it's ridiculous.
1: Yeah, it took me a weekend. To watch Apparently, it.
2: pretty long. Uh, four hours, two minutes.
1: Dude, we got Darkseid. We got... We got... John Jones. Mmm, that was juicy. Mm. Sorry, I didn't mean to get all uh, lusty on that. My bad, yes. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, you
2: know. But... So the whole reason they're at this, uh, this function is because Hector's mother, who was a famous Gotham celebrity of yesteryear's getting an award. And while she's getting this award, the Starlet strikes, trying to hit her cut her up with her own knives and trying to get Hector to follow her because she was Hector's babysitter when he was a child. So she's got Hector with her and Harley's following him and she Mallet, and turns out the mallet actually extends into a full grown mallet. Of course, it does. So, because of course, Batman has all the best gadgets. So, there you go. Oh, sure, sure. Of course, they start fighting. Um, Harley ends up deflecting one of the knives thrown at her with her mallet, and it actually ends up going directly into Hector's chest. So unfortunately inadvertently, she ends up killing Hector, which freaks out Starlet, and they start you know they go back to going at it, and she's going off about Harley's nothing more than just a sidekick, but at the end of the day she you know she ends up beating her up and she gets arrested and turns out that harley harley's trying to trying to talk Harley into going back to the G e o or g t o and Harley's just like, I can't. I don't have a place to live anymore. And turns out that Bruce Wayne actually was able to buy her her own house. And it's actually the house that he's currently living in at Detective Comics. And he ends up basically having her own Batcave at the very end of it. And she's over there talking and Batman is talking about how proud he is. Or leaves her a little note talking about how proud he is of her. And how she's trying, she's talking about how she's gonna continue to make him proud at the end of this with her and her kids. And her, she had one uh, hyena left, but turns out there was a box in the garage of the house, and uh, Bruce had actually gotten her another hyena puppy.
1: Yeah, uh, I don't buy it. She's gonna betray everyone and the second Joker says, Hey, baby. <laughs>
2: Well, he's dead. Probably so. So. No. Yeah, for, for Joker, right now. Joker ain't dead. In this... he's
1: missing an eye.
2: <laughs> no, no, no. In the White Knight version, he's dead.
1: Oh, okay. Gotcha. Gotcha. Gotcha.
2: Uh, we're talking Else Worlds, baby. We're talking the good stuff.
1: Oh, the good the, the good shit.
2: <laughs> exactly.
1: Well, goddamn, man. Like, uh. <sighs> man, look. I... I just got some PTSD from Gotham City Sirens, man. Like we got like thir- <laughs> got almost thirty issues of like the girls just being girls and destroying the, you know, breaking these men, and then oh, Arkham Breakout! Let's go fix this. Uh, and Harley turned on everybody.
2: <laughs> yep.
1: Can't trust hmm. it. T R U S S. <laughs>
2: Public Enemy, baby. Good ass Has anyone else got anything they want to add as far as uh, interesting, interesting comics this week?
0: Shit, man. I got this Morbius book. Yeah, go some. It's really, it's really simple. I mean, it makes me think of early Spider-Man comics. Early, like. Amazing Spider-Man in the double digits um, for as far as, uh, you know, issues. Because, it you know, it, it reintroduces us to Michael Morbius. It tells us a little bit about what he does. Uh, you know, he's the living vampire. he um, He's not undead. He is a vampire, but he has his code of ethics, you know, his attempts to try to uh, uh, just take you know, not innocent blood, but sometimes he has to, um, he feels terrible because he had this blood disorder and he and his assist were out on a a boat trying to work on this thing and it got worse for him. And then he killed his, his companion. And, uh, that's kind of a very, you know, vampire, traditional vampire story. I'd say, you know, the Mm -hmm. vampire becomes a vampire and ends up killing a bunch of people they love and, in, in, uh, you know, to sate the hunger. And uh, so for, through the whole story, he's trying to, uh, trying to save the son of the guy he killed, who was his very good friend. And he has to do this using uh, the rational side of uh, Mr. Hyde who is, of course, a scientist. So many of these old Marvel characters were scientists, and they messed around with stuff and got in trouble and got turned into some kind of a creature or a monster. And uh, this is no exception. So it's just one of those things, you know. He has to make a deal with the devil, and he has to go steal all of Mr. Hyde's old papers from a, uh, a uh, uh, holding facility from Ravencroft Institute. And so... Morbius has to break in there and steal all this stuff and hoping he can use this serum to save this kid and it really doesn't end up working because things don't work in his life, you know? You get other freaks of science like Spider-Man or somebody like that and things work out for them to a certain degree. They still have miserable lives but Morbius' life is way worse because of course he has to operate at night and he's a vampire. I mean, it's hard hard to find a way to be a good guy when those are your Those are the things that you've got. That's your power set as being a vampire. Things Mm -hmm. are just not going to work out the way you want. So I I can't tell from this. I mean, it says it's an issue, number one. It doesn't say it's a one-shot. And really, I keep reading it. I got no problem reading it. I'm interested. I like the Morbius character and concept. And it's like I said earlier, the Ghostbusters things. There's Ghostbusters toys because there's a Ghostbusters movie coming out. Here's another Morbius item because there's uh, a Morbius movie starring Jared Leto that's supposed to be coming out. The question to me is, since that's a Sony movie, does that tie into the regular MCU? And then, of course, they featured Michael Keaton in the trailer for it at the very end in a way to say, you know, oh, well, it's got Michael Keaton in it. But at the same time, it begs the question, well, is he the vulture from Spider-Man Homecoming? And uh, does this, does that mean that this and the new Venom movie will be tied into the MCU? Uh, and honestly, I don't see why not. I would not take away any of those things from, you know, DC did a good job uh, incorporating all of their characters into the crisis plot line that they, they did that TV series. I don't know why Marvel can't do that, especially if they're getting this multiverse thing going on with uh, Doctor Strange. And simultaneously, what they're planning to do with the uh, the next, like the Spider Verse movie, getting Tobey Maguire back, let alone a load of other people. So I just hope that that movie does tie in. Um, and I mean, this book, like I say, it's got that thing where it's like, okay, your hero is beset by their, their problems and they're trying to find a way to get over it. And they've got a little thing that they got to do that I got to get this done right now. And are they going to do the wrong thing to do the right thing? And is it going to work out and stuff like that? And like I say, cause it's Morbius is a more tragic figure. It's not going to work out for him. I don't think he's always the good guy. And of course he's a monster character from the seventies. So he comes out of the horror collection that they did. But um, yeah, it was pretty cool. I liked it. I like Morbius. I want to see more Morbius, but I hope it's a limited series. Cause I don't think a, I don't think a, running story needs to push it you know
1: i agree like with moon knight like i mentioned earlier the, the when you push, when oh you yeah push, totally when you, when you push a character that is limited and needs to be uh sparsely decorated about things you can't go too far uh, the last yeah. the last moon knight story really went off the rails man like what, that with the Avengers one? With the Avengers in the, the story. Yeah, movie. I kind of quit reading it. Yeah, I, I read the whole thing and it was just, it was whack, dude. It was like, just, it should have been six issues, man. Like, yeah, I know they're going to do a, the TV show and stuff, but give us something limited. Like, you can't give something special that much attention. Like, I mean, you, you cast Nick Cage as, as Ghost Rider. I'm not saying it was wrong. Oh, for God's sake. Yeah, I'm saying it was wrong. <laughs> I loved both of those movies because I love Nick Cage. I love Ghost Rider movies, but they were not that good. <laughs> like, should have been something little. It should have been an audition car uh, fan film or something like that. Like, like it's, it's, <laughs> I don't think. People, yeah. I don't think people are ready for Ghost Rider. Like, uh, like I was bitching, uh last week, Morales uh, I was bitching about like the fact that it's only been. What almost thirty years, and it's still we're still not ready for doomsday.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he, he's a character you build to, you don't just throw it out there.
1: No, 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 no. And
2: it's no, like no. It's, it's 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 like Bane. They've given us Bane in two attempts, and neither one I felt really kind of came off well.
1: <laughs> I did dig the Luchador version from the animated series.
2: <laughs> oh, the, the, the one from the animated series was great, but I mean the, from the. As far as live action movies go, both of them just—you know—they definitely—they should have built to it more. Make make Bane is a cerebral character, on top of just being a giant mass of muscle. Play with that. Yep. Mm.
1: And before you even introduce Bane, you have to introduce Venom, and that's going to be a while. Like, remember when Batman was hooked on Venom? Yep. That was okay. That was a crazy ass story. Those painted covers. I mean, everything was great. I mean, like we had the first Robin number one right afterwards, uh, but not the first Robin number one, but like uh, Tim Drake. not Tim Drake. All right, So, help me out with the the timeline. Is Dick Grayson,
2: <laughs> Dick Grayson, then Jason Todd, then Tim Drake, then Robin, or then uh, Damian Wayne? And you've got us. Uh, you know, Stephanie Brown did it for a little bit. Yep. And then uh, Carrie Kelly was in friggin' Dark Knight Returns.
1: Uh, Carrie is actually my favorite one. And the only reason why is because of all the things that's ever happened, other than Damien, was when Superman ripped open that tank. he's He found a scared ass Carrie holding a piece of kryptonite in a fucking slingshot.
2: <laughs> yep.
1: That 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 sold me like a motherfucker on that one, man. That was an emotional like like she was still ready to die and still ready to fight. As opposed to, you mm. know, homeboy that gets beat to death by the uh Joker. You're just sitting there tied up to a chair, you pussy. <laughs> 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 mm. Oh red Well yeah man,
0: that's what I got on that uh I mean, yeah, those are those are my books. I've been reading some old school '90s Guardians of the Galaxy. I'm not in the condition of being able to really go into that yet. But uh, I've been mm.
1: I've been balls deep in Conan the uh, the Barbarian uh, crossover. Oh yeah, Where
0: not the first sorry. time you've done that, I bet. Yeah. Oh, that's not fair. I told you that. <laughs> I told you that in private. <laughs> easy easy when you when you when you get past those loin claws yeah it's easy He's to definitely. get there you, doesn't leave much to the imagination
1: you promised
0: man. <laughs> yeah man but yeah guys i mean uh yeah that's what i've got i'm going to have to i'm going to have to clock out
2: got to get up and work tomorrow Shit. i am, dude
1: yeah it's a uh, betty bedtime for me too <laughs>
0: All right, guys. Uh, Joshua, what do we always say?
1: This is dangerous, and this transmission is over.